Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So that's Ukrainian president guy. What's his name? Uh, Zelensky. He called for NATO to engage in preemptive strikes against Russia to show them before, not after. What happens if you use nuclear weapons? And then everybody was like, whoa, that's a little overboard. And Russia was like, yo, that's a little overboard. And then he comes out and he's like, no, 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 I I meant to say sanctions. Impose sanctions. No, because we've already been told that if Russia uses nuclear weapons, it will be full scale conventional warfare from NATO. So that's not what would happen. Sanctions, no. No, Zelensky, I think, was actually saying it's time for NATO to strike Russia because he wants war. He wants World War III. I guess he's saying, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. There have already been a bunch of Russian officials, uh, I shouldn't say a bunch, a couple, that have called on Russia to start using low-yield nuclear weapons. So that'll be fun. It's very important stories today. Twitter rolled out the edit button, and I'm having a whole lot of fun on Twitter, just (laughs) editing away. And the other really big news, ladies and gentlemen, Velma. Not only is she gay, she's actually black. And Shaggy, his real name, it's Norville. He's black too. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. I mean, this is like, they just released this, I guess. And now Velma and Shaggy are both black. And uh, I I guess. And they're making a point about how they're going to start changing things because the classics don't work or whatever. But, you know, I think this is an interesting culture war uh, story. So we'll talk about that. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work directly as a member, you get access to the Uncensored After Show, members only, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. And you'll also get access to the shows like Cast Castle Vlog, Tales from the Inverted World. Plus, we got a bunch of other stuff like the Green Room Show, behind the scenes, downstairs in our green room with all our fun guests. And you'll be supporting our journalists directly because they're only working because you guys are members. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this news and more is Joel Berry. Hi. Who, who are you? Me. Yeah. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm the uh, managing editor of the Babylon Bee. Am I supposed to? Yeah, move it. Scoot toward me. Okay. There All right. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. See, as you can tell, I've done this many times. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, me and Kyle Mann uh, run the Babylon Bee. Um, we also wrote the book, uh, The Babylon Bee Guide to Democracy, which just came out. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joel W. Barry. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. It's going to be fun. Thanks for having me. We got Luke Rutkowski. Good to see my fellow people of color getting some uh, <laughs> some some time finally on Scooby-Doo. The power's with us. Anyway, uh, the, the, the shirt that I'm wearing today, actually, I, I made almost uh, a year ago, specifically with, um, you know, uh, saying that uh, at least we get a pizza party before World War III. It's it's uh, very topical right now. You could get it on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And, of course, it shows Joe Biden uh, chomping away on some pizza. So, yeah, because you get the shirt, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland over here. And yes, Cast Castle did go live yesterday. The best episode yet. Civil War, the culmination of a four-part series. I hope you have had a chance to see it. I think some people with feedback said that it was... Uh it was lagging or there was buffering issues. So we're working on that. It might be a browser thing. Try a different browser. Try clearing your cache. And maybe we'll talk about Hunter Biden today because uh, federal yeah. agency chargeable 
offenses with tax offenses. And I think yeah. if we do get into it, well, we'll save it for the show. And uh, what's going on, Lid? Yeah, I'm over here as well. Thank you guys for having me, of course. I'm pushing buttons in the corner. Um, Tim got the ability to edit tweets. He's been having a blast with that. Go check out his Twitter for sure. Well, let's get into it. It just I just did one last edit. Joe, I, Joe Biden is a bad president. <laughs> And yeah. it just gave me a warning. It was like, this is your last edit. Stop. <laughs> five, Stop. five edits total. I guess. Is that five? No, I think I would... it's. Yeah, it's five edits. Five. Okay. okay. So it started with Joe Biden is a bad president. Uh-huh. Then Joe Biden is a good president. <laughs> Joe Biden is a child sniffer. Joe Biden is responsible for high gas prices. Retweet this if you think the noble rooster is the greatest of God's creations. After people, of course. And then finally back to Joe Biden is a bad president. Like and then when you up. tried to edit it again, it said, please stop. Or did it, did it stop <laughs> please you? Please stop. Gosh. Uh, you can't do it anymore. Okay. Oh. You can no longer edit. Give five edits in 30 minutes. That's the rule. Huh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the news. I uh, hope you're sitting down for this one. Zelensky calls for preemptive strikes from NATO to keep Russia from using nukes. Uh-huh. Okay. Whatever, man. Uh, Z- Zelensky says, it's time for World War Three. Everyone should burn in a rain of nuclear hellfire. He didn't really say that, but he may, have, may as well have said that. Volodymyr Zelensky called on NATO to conduct preemptive strikes against Russian targets to prevent their use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine, which literally would do the opposite. I, okay, that, that's it. I kind of feel like he's actually just saying... You know, it's the waiting I can't stand. Just burn it all to the mm-hmm. ground. Because no one, no sane, rational person thinks a preemptive strike against Russia would result in anything other than them launching nuclear weapons. So this is Zelensky was throwing like people in like I think he shut down um, TV stations, three, the three largest TV stations in Ukraine. I think he had them shut down because well, they were and, speaking and, out against him. And political parties as well that were yeah. against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a good guy. He's maybe was an actor, so he's got some charisma, but I don't think he's like a benevolent president well, by any means. During a time of war, all the rules are out of the window. So, yeah. you know, we have to understand we're not fighting for democracy here. This is not a democracy. But he, sh- he shut those TV stations down before any Russian... I believe it was during the. I believe it was because of of the war and the emergency powers that the government got. But again, all rules, everything's off the table once there's a war, and that's how he's treating the situation. His statements today. I mean, he's trying to you know walk them back as much as he can. He's trying to say that he wanted to really call for preemptive sanctions, but there's a big distinction <laughs> between preemptive strikes and preemptive sanctions. And he was specifically talking to an Australian think tank, the lowly uh, institution. And these are big statements. The Russians are coming out and saying, well, these statements risk another world war. And these are very dangerous statements. And this is the trajectory that we are on unless there's some actual de-escalation, detente, and some real civil conversations that could actually pull us away from this lunacy. You mean like Elon Musk? Yes. <laughs> at, least, at least he's trying. His proposal yeah. wasn't perfect, but at least he tried. At least he started the conversation. And now lunatic Lindsey Graham, the yeah. chicken hawk that he is, <laughs> is saying that he's going to be taking away his uh, his tax credits, which he never got for his Tesla company. He never even had. Someone's got to try. Someone's got to yeah. try to de-escalate. I, I guess I also wonder, like, why is he asking... Why is he asking NATO to do a preemptive strike? Haven't oh, we sent well, Zelensky like $50 billion worth of weapons? Why, why, why isn't are, he doing it? There are three Democrats who have now publicly stated that the greatest national security objective for the United States is to defeat Russia in Ukraine. <laughs> uh, they, they came out and said it. Yo, we're at war with Russia. They're just playing this game. It's not for Russia's benefit. Russia knows we're at war with them. It's because it's illegal. Because what they're doing violates the Constitution. They did not get congressional approval for this. So they're going to dance around like, you know, I, you know, p- people ask, 
you've got you've got U.S. personnel, veterans on the ground in Ukraine. We now have confirmation from the intercept that U.S. boots are actually doing special operations on the ground. At what point are we just like, okay, dudes, we get it. You declared war on Russia. Yeah. But that's the game. Vladimir Putin knows Mm. full well what NATO and the U.S. are doing there. They're lying, saying it's just veterans being supplied and trained by us and then delivering weapons and training to the Ukrainians. The only reason they're saying that is because they're not legally allowed to do it. And they did. So criminals, criminals in the in the government. You know, that's new, right? Yeah, Yeah, that that never happened before. (laughs) Uh, Musk made another statement today when he was attacked by the Kiev Post. He said, uh, look, I love Ukraine, but not World War Three. And I think that's the sentiment for the majority of people right now looking at this situation rationally, as we're not really, you know, this conversation, it's it's shared about online. But when, when we look at the mainline coverage, this is not really talked about as much as significantly. The corporate media right now is focusing on two Russians that swam to Alaska to avoid the mobilization. That seems to be the, the biggest kind of story that you see on the main headline television networks. But you don't really hear about the dangerous implications. You don't really hear anti-war voices. You don't really hear anything contrary other than we need war. Let's play chicken nuclear war because it's fun somehow. And that's that's insane. For the record, they uh, Zelensky shut down three TV stations in February of 21, 2021, a year before Putin invaded. Okay. Um, and they were like pro-Russia, according to him. It was like, oh, it's Russian. So they've really been at like a pseudo war since 2014. I mean. Since Putin annexed Crimea, that was pretty overt. Hmm. You guys know that the U.S. had an office of censorship during World War II. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We, Silence accelerates victory was their slogan. Hmm. The motto, I guess. Well, we put if, Japanese in internment camps, too. I mean, yeah, we did a lot of stuff, right. you know, as a part of the war. Well, information is, is key. And, you know, many times there was accusations against Germans. There was accusations against Japanese citizens that were providing allegedly information to the enemy. And the United States took it as far as to literally set up camps for Japanese people to be interned in, which was a step too far. And I think, you know, during these situations, during emergency situations, we should always be careful not to take a step too far. And we have done it time and time again. I'm watching this video or I have been of uh, like volunteers on the ground in Ukraine, American guy goes over with a helmet cam and he's recording it as he's running around fighting like they're in combat and they don't know who they're fighting. They don't know where the enemy is. They're just being told by a squad leader who's like a French guy or like some Ukrainian dude. They got a French. So they just go place. They wait. And then they're like, if someone tells them, speaking of information being important, if someone says that's the enemy fire, they'll just start shooting. They don't know. Yep. Yeah. How many how many uh, Ukrainian citizens do you think joined with the Russians? Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. 
something that they don't talk about in Western media. Uh, but but of course they did, especially in the East. They probably said, you know, we're with you know Russia on this one. Otherwise, I mean, they wouldn't have. It's just yeah. I'll put it, I'll leave it at that. My question and the reason I bring that up is: Do you believe the Western media that Ukraine is winning? This is a I think a topic worth discussing because. We might see opposing viewpoints on this as we were kind of talking about this subject before the show. There's there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. There's 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 the understanding that there's a lot of propaganda, a lot of disinformation. But we also have to understand that the Ukrainians were practicing and drilling for this ever since 2014 on their territory. They have the latest technology. They have night vision. They have thermal. They have satellite technology. They have GPS coordinated uh, weapon systems. They have training from CIA, covert ops, special forces, soldiers that were there since 2000. 2014, setting up the groundwork for this invasion as the U.S. corporate media was literally cheering on and setting the groundwork to make everyone hate Russia. So this has been in the works for a very long time. And I do believe from just my initial perspectives, from what I've seen, and I know people are going to attack me. I got attacked last week because I said the Ukrainians are going to take the city of Lyman. The Ukrainians did take the city of Lyman. Uh, but, but from my perspective, looking at the Telegram channels, seeing footage from the Russians and the Ukrainians, it does seem, especially right now, that the Ukrainians are getting back a lot of the territory and are having some significant victories against what looks like a disorganized force with the Russians. That's just my perspective and my opinion. And I could be wrong. I, I, and I, I know I'm going to get you know, I don't criticized believe, for it. I don't believe the propaganda. But it's also not the Ukrainians. It's NATO. Hmm. NATO is winning back these cities. Yeah. And that's, also that's Russia's, Russia's not fully engaged, as far as I can tell, from what I've heard. I mean, they have not committed their entire military. He just raised another 300,000 people uh, drafted. I think they drafted. Yeah. Was that well, their first, the first mobilization? Mo- well, in the mobilization, there's also a secret paragraph that hasn't been released to the general public. Uh, but but also, Russia is facing stiff declines in their population, just like the majority of the Western world. Taiwan, uh, the, the Ministry of Defense actually came out today and also said that they have a huge problem because of the low uh, birth rates, they're not going to have anyone to join the military soon. Hmm. Uh, so Russia is also facing a very similar problem. Um, and, and, you know, how many people are fleeing that's that's contested there's a lot of disinformation there's a lot of propaganda and a lot of it is just censored uh, centered around russia bad uh the war they're losing at 100 percent. that's not the 100 percent truth uh out of the situation but again we're in a war the reporting has been just propaganda and that's exactly what it is from now on well do you think that it's possible that the fact that putin is talking about nuclear weapons is a sign that maybe he is losing yeah is that I, I, I think that's a better indication to me than anything coming out of the media. Just I, I don't know if he'd be talking like that if if losing losing though to the degree that he's engaged. I mean, the question is has has Russia utilized all of their their forces to the maximum capability? Obviously, no, because they have nukes. And then the question is, okay, well, aside from nukes, then are they using their ground forces? Well, no, they just mobilized another three hundred thousand. They could certainly conscript more people, so they've not even maximized in terms of ground troops. And then it's if they really wanted to to declare full-scale war, I mean, they don't even have to use ICBMs. They have, are, there's a bunch of weapons they could and haven't used. There was video going out of them dropping incendiary bombs on a city. Why have they not done that in larger numbers on other cities? Because it looks like Russia is actually restrained right well, now. Well, it looks like there's a lot of supply shortages. It looks like a lot of their main uh, routes have been uh, met with a lot of resistance. And there's also a lot of video footage showing, you know, Russians fighting with, you know, regular red book bags, <laughs> fighting with no uh, armor at all, 
fighting with old equipment. So again, how much of, of how much of that is propaganda? How much of it is real? But I've seen similar reports and similar similar videos from uh, you know the Russian side showing them fighting, having victories, but but still a lot of them are under equipped. A lot of them don't have any body armor I, at all. I think there was an expectation that they would move in from the east and that the people in Ukraine would open their arms and be like kind of like what happened in Crimea, be like, well, thank you. Now we're we're liberated. We're back in, as part of Russia. We used to, you know, they were they used to be part of Russia before the Soviet Union was split up at all of Ukraine. And but they he that it was underestimated the amount of psychological propaganda that had been proliferated in Ukraine and and pro-West, pro-liberal economic order, and there was just massive psychological resistance. They, you know, everyone, a lot of people thought Zelensky was going to flee as soon as the invasion was announced, but he was like, no, I'm staying. Hmm. Probably because psychologically he was prepared because of all this NATO influence. But also, Russia hasn't fully declared it as a war. They're describing it as a limited military operation. Uh, so, so we have to understand it attacks on the infrastructure weren't made by the Russians. The Russians could take out the electricity, the power, the water, and, and a lot of other, uh, especially with their control of, of the, the nuclear facility inside of Ukraine, they haven't done that yet. So I think they're still holding back some cards that will make a greater impact on this conflict, not just nuclear warheads, but uh, a declaration of a full all-out war. Let me jump to these stories here. The first from Daily Mail, quote, use low-yield nuclear weapons. Russia-appointed official in Kherson calls for tough action from Moscow and urges the country defense minister Sergei Shoigu to shoot himself amid frustration at Ukrainian fight back. We also have this story from Reuters. Kedarov says Russia should use low yield nuclear weapon. So uh, they're outright saying use the nukes. This is interesting because I feel like nuclear war, man, if there's anything that would happen, that would make a great reset happen. It would be nuclear bombs huh. dropping. Hmm. But the question is, is this, you know, what's happening in Ukraine going to affect the entire planet or is it going to stay regional? Is it going to become something that forces the West to get involved or does Ukraine just get, you know, win or lose? I don't know. I, when nukes come into play, I, I don't see how the whole world doesn't get involved. I mean, oh, I guess one thing that does make me nervous is where's China in all this? Mm -hmm. When the nukes start flying, what does China do? Well, sit back kind of, and laugh. Well, yeah, they could, I guess. And just watch us commit suicide. Annex a huge part of Eastern Russia. Yeah. You know, watch out for that. Well, Kissinger had some interesting comments about China and how they're looking at everything that's happening right now. We also have to understand that Ukraine and China were very big trading partners, and there's a lot of economic interests that the Chinese have inside of Ukraine. So this could be one reason why they kind of stepped back a little bit. But according to Henry Kissinger, uh, the Chinese gave the Russians a blank check when it came to um, this this conflict right now. I'm not really seeing it, uh, but I, I think it's it's in their interest for themselves to be like, you know what, we're just going to take a step back as you two guys uh, beat each other up and we're going to rise as, as a potential superpower uh, or try to rise as a potential superpower. Well, that's the art of war, right? Never interrupt your uh, enemies when they're destroying each other. Yes, and there's been a lot of historical tensions between Russia and China. They, they have started to work closer together, especially with the United States becoming more aggressive against both of them. Uh, they started to share a lot of military secrets. They started to build a lot of uh, military infrastructure together. Uh, but, but historically, they've been at odds, even when it comes to specific territory that they were, at, were uh, threatening each other with just a few decades ago. Hmm. The Intercept report that uh, I saw earlier, I think uh, Michael Tracy was tweeting about it. I mean, that was just a kick in the balls. What was it? That the U.S. is operating officially. U.S. Uh, special operations and intelligence are operating in Ukraine. So, like, that's it. 
they, 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 this is the game they play. The U.S. and NATO, they didn't come out outright and say, we're going to engage in war with Russia. They, they dropped news periodically. First, it was like, well, some people volunteered. It just so happens they're Americans. Then it's, well, we're giving weapons to, you know, Poland and it's being delivered to Ukraine, but it's not us. And then the U.S. Intelli- US intelligence helped Ukraine blow up the Russian Black Sea Fleet flagship and then said, oh, well, we didn't tell them to do that. Now the U.S. is saying, well, yeah, we, we do have special operations on the ground that are ours and our intelligence has been operating there. I'm going to tell you this. They're, they're blaming Ukraine for the assassination of uh, Dugin's uh, daughter. Yeah. How long? Give it a week, two weeks, a month before they're like, oh, yeah, we actually ordered that. Yeah. Or at first they're going to say, we gave them the information on where Dugan would be, but we didn't know that would happen. And then a month later, it's going to be like, yeah, it was us. So, so basically what the United States is doing is handing someone a gun and saying, we're going to point it exactly where you're going to kill this opponent. And the only thing they're, they're not doing is pulling the trigger. That's and not that's true it. anymore. But some people, as, as, as you know, you would argue, they're doing even more than just pulling the trigger. Well, it's and like I, that and plausible I think a, deniability. Yeah. No, no, no. Here, here's yeah. what it is. All right. All right. So, Joel, you're, you're fighting with your neighbor. And so I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you this uh, glass bottle. All right. Now, you're gonna, you, got, you got that. But, uh, but you know what? Uh, actually, Luke used to work for me. Luke, you go do it. That's basically what it is. Yeah. They, it starts with people are like, they used to be soldiers for the US Army, but now it's just their choice to go there. Right, right, right. And, they, and then they have weapons that get supplied by NATO. And then eventually they're just like, yeah, they're paying us. So like, at, yeah, we're involved. At what point do, does everyone figure out that just, you know, when do we eliminate the middleman and just go direct at each other? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, look, just uh, is Joe, that what Joe is Biden. About? I mean, like if Joe Biden wants my respect, he'll come out and be like, my fellow Americans, of course, we're at war with Russia. What are you, stupid? You don't think U.S. boots on the ground, funding, supplies, intelligence, and war? You think that does not imply that we are fighting right? What are you thinking? Yeah. But these, you know, I, I think what you get from Twitter and from the media is you can really see these, like, psychotic fascist journalists will say whatever to keep regular people trapped in the dark. Right. They'll call you fake news. They'll lie. They'll push conspiracy theories and then claim it's you doing that. Projection is the only thing they have. And the best part is they accuse everyone else of projecting when it's quite literally them projecting. Yeah. They're the fascists supporting the machine and supporting the war. Now we're facing the prospect of uh, getting hit by a nuke. So I guess, you know, for, uh, for you guys... Have you guys bought your potassium iodide yet? <laughs> I had mine many years ago as I was warning about this on my YouTube channel saying, hey, we're headed towards a conflict with Russia. Like like 10 years ago, I was making videos about this. I was like, geopolitically, everything's aligning. Everything's shaping up. As of course, this is not the first proxy war that happened between the East and the West. We look at Syria. We, we look at Libya. We look at Afghanistan in the 1980s. The United States and the Russians have always been at odds with each other, always financing the enemy of the enemy. And uh, this is nothing new, but now I think we have really escalated it to a dangerous situation that uh, implicates everyone in it, including everyone that's not even fighting. Innocent human beings are being affected by this in more ways than one, not just financially. But what about what about other countries? I mean, like Turkey, who's yeah, a exactly. military superpower. They're a nuclear superpower. They're a Russian neighbor. They, they, I mean, Russia they're cannot. They're a NATO member. Yeah, and they're in NATO, which is very strange. But Russia has no Mediterranean access with or without the annexation they're trying to approve without Turkey. So yeah. they're, they have to be allies for this war to resolve in Russia's favor. But they're in NATO. What the hell's going on? They have nuclear weapons. What the hell is going on? Oh, it, it's simple. 
Klaus Schwab had a meeting with Putin and Biden and said, we need to great reset everything. Let's yeah. pretend to have a war. And they were like, OK, that'll give us an excuse to launch the nukes. And then I'm kidding, by the way. But <laughs> hey, man, I, I can only say that Klaus Schwab is probably sitting back being like, this war is very good. Yeah, This war was inevitable. We need order. <laughs> order. Well, and how much of this, too, is driven just by the like the military industry? I mean, it, it, have we gotten to the point where just we always need some kind of a war? We had Iraq, we had Afghanistan, we got out of Afghanistan. Now it's Russia. After Russia, is it going to be something else? I mean, is it just a continual war machine where we're feeding this beast? That's what Eisenhower told us it was going to be. And after Vietnam in the early 70s, they, I mean, there was just a slew of like military actions. I'm very in the dark about it. It's just they, they're so obfuscated in the, in the Balkans, uh, in like... Obviously, Serbia, Kosovo, with like in the Clinton years, I remember hearing about Serbia and Kosovo and Bosnia. Like there was just bombs going off. I never knew what was what, who was who. I just knew that we were involved in all this death. Um, yeah, I think without without conflict and places to blow up bombs with with some sort of reason, whether it's fake or, or real, then the military industrial complex will cease to function. Yes, yeah, sometimes I wonder if, if all this money being sent to Ukraine is kind of like to help replace lost revenue from leaving Afghanistan in the Middle East. It's like $100 billion yeah. on the you books that have been sent over there. In the middle of an economic recession, they've sent $100 billion to yeah, some country that we're not then, even allies with. And then what happens? They buy weapons from who? God knows. The Chinese, the Russians. I don't know where they're Probably getting the weapons. Probably us. From yeah. And they're buying Boeing, oil you know? from us. It's our own money being given right back to us. Oh. There's a reason. Laundering. There's a saying that war is a racket. Hmm. Because it is. And the only winners of the war are the people who finance uh, the wars. The people who, of course, bankroll the sides and sell the the arms and the weapons. Everyone else loses. There's no real winners in the war military, other than the people who profit off of it. Military industrial complex grifting. Hmm. Yeah. For them, it's like, we need to justify why we need more weapons. Let's get mad at somebody and claim they're bad yeah. and then go fight them. Yeah. First, first, well, first, more pigs, right? <laughs> well, more first, uh, the recent U.S. policy is, hey, we're going to give these guys a bunch of weapons. And then a couple years later, these are the bad guys. We've got to fight these guys <laughs> with all these weapons. Saddam Hussein, he has, he has chemical weapons that we gave them to fight the Iranians. Yeah. The, the, the Syrians, they have all these weapons. They have all these Humvees and trucks with American businesses on the side of them. We gotta go fight them. They're gonna attack and kill us. The Libyans, you know, Gaddafi, he's a very bad guy. We sold yeah. him a bunch of weapons, but he's a bad guy now. We gotta take him out because he wants to do a gold dinar. Uh, so there, the, it goes on and on Taliban, and on. And I, could, uh, I can never stop the Taliban. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, fight, we gotta fight the Russians in Afghanistan. Yeah. We gotta give them all the, all the weapons. Oh no, the Taliban, oh, they're bad now. Yeah, we gotta I, go fight them. I tweeted out a video of this guy who went to Afghanistan recently. This video on YouTube is called Tourism and Taliban Controlled Afghanistan. He went and he interviewed Taliban. He's like, what do you think of Joe Biden? And the big, the, the older Taliban member who's doing the speaking was like, we are, Joe Biden did a great job by leaving. We hope he never comes back. You can see he left us all this equipment that the Taliban is driving around on right now. We're very grateful for Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, they love him. <laughs> He's got a 98% approval rating over there. Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. They, they call it Independence Day, the day 9-11 when we pulled, when we, Surrender. Really? The Taliban calls it Independence Day. Wow. When we surrender. When we surrender. The day that we surrendered to the Taliban. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah, we just spent well, nine trillion dollars making sure that we get you know we replace the Taliban with the Taliban. The money well spent. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. 
So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We got him. Oh, boy. We got him. Oh. Hunter Biden. <laughs> Daily Mail reports federal agents have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes and making false statement while buying gun. Oh Bombshell <laughs> report claims decision lies in the hands of U.S. attorney in Delaware. Oh, in Delaware? Oh, Perfect. <laughs> they know all about the Bidens. I'm sure we're going to see Hunter held to account. And then, hey, man, the dominoes begin falling. Because yeah. once they get Hunter, he's going to squeal like a pig. And he's going to be like, my dad did it all. He's a pedo. He's pedo Peter. Here's the laptop. Here's proof. And then Joe Biden's going down. Mark my words. On November 12th, they're, the arrests are. No, nothing's going to happen. I have a Quite literally, hypothesis. nothing's going to happen. Hunter yeah. Biden's going to laugh at it. Joe oh, yeah. Biden's going to do nothing. And even if they did charge Hunter, Joe Biden would be like, here's a here's a blanket pardon, son. Free to go. Yeah, what's, go buy a hooker. I thought you were reading the latest Q drop there for a second. I was like, did he drop something? This, I think, is a way to scare Americans into paying their taxes and not buying guns. I think they're mm. going to make oh, Hunter a poster boy for tax evasion and gun, illegal gun handling. They're going to give him a slap on the wrist, but enough that's like, People don't are super afraid. They don't want to cross the government because the government is looking out for tax and gun crimes. That is interesting because of all of the things they could have got him on mm -hmm. to choose those things. I mean, th those are yeah, relatively minor <laughs> crimes compared to everything that he's done uh, with human trafficking, crack, all that. You know, the, the deals with China, uh, tax evasion, buying a gun. That's that seems odd. Yeah, it's odd just common. They yeah. of course they want to scare people with it right now, and they're they're willing to throw Hunter under the bus, whoever they are. But like you said, Biden could pardon the guy. He probably won't. He's probably going to be like, well, he needs to, you know, we got to make an example out of Hunter, but you'll be okay, Hunter. No, he'll do it. You think he'll he'll just pardon him straight yeah, up? Yeah, because Joe is not going to be, in, I, I don't believe Joe would be was going to run for president in 2024. He's going to be like, I'm out. I don't care. I'm not, my kid's but not if going he, to jail. If he pardons him, it will set an example that like paying your taxes isn't that important. You think he cares about that? No one, no one. Yeah, I think he's obsessed with making people pay taxes right now. That's why he hired 80,000 new IRS agents. Not but his he's, he's going to make an example. This is my, my projection wow. is he'll make an example out of Hunter in These this case. These people are so minor dirty. Infractions. This guy is so dirty and corrupt. Well, he's not going to nail him. He's just going to. You know, yeah, punish him like he's a 17 year old. Hunter again. Biden could destroy the Biden family with everything he knows. Joe is going to give him everything he wants. I think Bi I think Hunter's in on it. I think Joe will be like, we're, we're going to make an example out of you to show people that paying taxes is important. Hunter's like, OK, dad, you think you know? that crackhead is going to be like, sure thing, dad. No, he's going to be like, Maybe. no, I'm not doing that because he'd go. And to don't make me go and talk to them because I'll tell them what you did with Ukraine but, and China. But he'd go down with them if he did. If, if Hunter That's turned right. on Joe, they'd both go down. I don't think Hunter's, right. Hunter's too self-serving i don't i don't know no no no, no. If, if he's gonna go to prison and joe won't pardon him then i'll say if i'm going down i'm taking you with me i mean maybe he'll get like 60 days time served in a in a cushy home arrest yeah crap that that may ankle bracelet the gun charge i'd be surprised but yeah if they give him house arrest he'd probably be like sure thing pop yeah doing crackiness well doing this, is, this is this is <laughs> sorry hunter man get this off the is, drugs, brother. this is the same guy that had secret service intervene when his gun was found in a trash can in 2018 <laughs> secret service literally butted in and said we know this is a local police case we're gonna make sure we're involved in this and and they literally found a handgun that was registered to him in a trash can which is like a And he got away felony. with it. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. They're saying they might charge him, so. Not for that specific charge. What but, is it for exactly? He, he might, he might not. I mean, there's talks about this, uh, what is it, uh, attorney general or uh, prosecutor? There's talks about this prosecutor 
being uh, right wing and there's a possibility of, of this happening. I think I yeah, read it's that a Trump, somewhere. It's a Trump prosecutor. Oh yeah, that was appointed by him. So people are saying there's a small possibility here. But again, the system has a way of greasing the wheels here. Joe Biden is an extremely dirty human being that will use every illicit means to, of course, protect his inner circle. And um, I could see a lot of shadowy things happening behind the scenes, putting pressure on this prosecutor being like, this is my son, you don't do this. And then the prosecutor saying, okay, sure. Do you think Hunter caves on his dad? I think I think there's a theory out there that I think is plausible of Hunter deliberately releasing a lot of this stuff in order to get back at his dad for potential Whoa. crimes mm-hmm. that Hunter committed against uh, the president. Hunter I'm, might actually be the hero. Yeah. You know, he's like sitting there and he's being like, be I may be a crackhead, but for the American people, I'll make the sacrifice. I would, he's, he's, good the friends with, he's good friends with Tucker Carlson. What, Hunter? Yes, look up Hunter Biden, Tucker Carlson. You could see they have a good relationship with each other. So maybe, potentially, yeah. He's like giving all his information up for money. That's a, that's you know that makes more sense to me. Uh, money, but also maybe retribution. Maybe there's there's something he that he calls that, his dad a pedo. Apparently, yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, that one that's report. listed as a contact. Pedo, pedo, pedo. I could see like in fifteen or twenty years after Joe Biden's passed away, that Hunter is like t- does a tell-all story where he's like he was abusive, he was manipulative, he got me involved in Ukraine, uh, he put me in positions that I didn't want to be. In, you know, just demonizing. Look how horrible it was. Big sympathy for Hunter. Hunter runs for office. The Biden name. You know, bull like crap like that. I can see. That I don't know. The Biden name is synonymous with mud at this point because yeah. of like just everything wrong with the economy. This is funny. If you look at the polling for Democrats, the generic ballot, their their polling tracks alongside gas prices to a certain degree. Now that gas prices are going up, Democrat polling is going down because they're the ones who are in charge. And when gas prices go up, this is most people. It really is simple math. Most people don't know, don't care. Russia, nuclear war, whatever. But I tell you this. You probably go to your your friends, your family, and you're like, hey, this nuclear war stuff is serious. They could, you know, we can go to war. People could die. And they go, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care about that. And you're like, your gas prices are up 50 cents. Well, hold on. What? I noticed that. Now I'm mad. It's because of Joe Biden's war in Ukraine. And I say Joe Biden's war because I fully understand that Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. But Joe Biden decided to involve the U.S. in something that doesn't involve us. So that is his war. You can blame a lot on Putin. But why are we involved? So if you want to talk to people and you want to convince them to pay attention to this, you can be like, hey, you know, your gas is going up because of this. And that means you can't pay your rent. You're not gonna be able to buy food. It means food costs are going to go up. Labor costs are going to go up. And you can thank Joe Biden. Well, he's burning through our our strategic oil reserves right now, too. I mean, oh, yeah, and, man, and he's just t- he's just Jeez. holding off until the election. As soon as the election is over, gas prices are going to skyrocket because, uh, you know, I don't know how much reserves we have left, but I think we're at a, kind of a record low. So eight dollar and 80 cent gas in, in California yeah. last Same. week. What yeah. in the hell? It was 89 cents when I was when I was like 18. I mean, if you're if you're looking to have some kind of large reformatting. This is great. Yeah, like some sort of some sort of massive, some kind of power off, power on thing. (laughs) A hard reboot. It's a hard reboot. A large reboot. Turned out it was a massive reboot. A gigantic restart. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying turning it on and off. An impactful new beginning. But we're we're still going to need oil, even if there's a great reset. We still need oil. If they cut off the oil, I think like billions will die. Like mm-hmm. within the first few days of oil getting cut off, 60 million, I think is the, are the estimates between 20 and 60 million. Dude, I'm looking at this technology where a guy puts oil in his like deoxygenated pressure chamber or to puts plastic rather in his deoxygenated pressure chamber and then turns it back into oil and then can reuse the oil. 
Like, well, what kind of plastic and is the video fake? <clears throat> it was like I some Japanese saw, guy from like six or seven years ago and it was on a small scale. That I he was don't doing believe it, man. I saw a video of a guy levitating objects <laughs> and perpetual I'll, I'll motion up. It was pretty basic. And I think it's still to be refined, re-refined to be able to use like gasoline, but it was oil. I think people need to understand too, like people like Greta Thunberg, when she's like, we have to stop the fossil fuels now. You need to imagine an iron gauntlet on her hand and her slamming the table because <laughs> she's talking about killing people. Yeah, mass this is, genocide. Yeah. Yeah. Mass genocide is um, called, yeah. like cu cutting off fossil fuels abruptly and outright will just kill tens of millions yeah. instantly. And then uh, within a few days. Well, they're already and doing then, it with famine. You know, that's, mm -hmm. but, but give it a few years and then there's gonna be famines, yeah. power shortages, and you're gonna see, look, take a look at the population growth charts and then right around the advent of fossil fuels, it just goes straight up. It goes from like a consistent 500 million people in the world throughout history. And then right before the turn of the century, it just jumps to the billions and then it keeps climbing exponentially. And it's because of this massive energy rich product. If you cut that off, it's going to go right back down. Here's the video. It's called uh, New Bill Gates is like, yes, yes, finally yeah, we get to course. do this. That's Machina. why it keeps trying. This is yeah. called Machine Reverts Plastic Back to Oil. It's New Inventions Machine Reverts Plastic Back to Oil. It's from about 11 years ago. And the, the name of the inventor is Akinori Ito. Uh, he was the CEO of blessed.co.ltd at the time. The website now, that link is no longer working. I don't know what the status of this technology is right now. But I mean, if, if one guy in a small company can make this on a small scale, where's our industrial plastic recycling? Well, we got a CBC report, apparently. They're doing it. Big pile of trash and these tiny pieces of plastic. Is this what you were talking about? I'm not sure if this is. No, this is a Canadian company says they figured out how to do it. So that would be a, huh. a diesel fuel that we're getting out of here. Wow. And a wow. gasoline. Gasoline from plastic. In, in this case, this is the two that we've set up to do. Plastic is just like oil, and it came out of the ground at one time the same way. We are taking plastic and we are, we are converting it using a pro process called pyrolysis, where we're converting it into um, a fuel. fuel. So we know that Bill Gates has people who monitor conversations about him. So, you know, of course, when the show starts, they tell him, uh, Mr. Gates, Tim Kest, IRL is on. Well, turn it on the TV. <laughs> and now he's watching and he sees this clip and he goes, what? And then he's like slamming the table and he's going to call. And he's like, shut him down. We don't want people to live. You solved my problem. No, 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 no. His problem isn't the use of fossil fuels. His problem is that the use of fossil fuels makes more people. Hmm. You're so, causing my problem. I, I want to ask. I want to ask this question because it, maybe it's a little philosophical. But what, what do you think drives this anti-human bent in, in these people? Schwab, uh, Bill Gates, th this, this demons, gravity, I have the pain, gravity. the pain of being sucked down to a, a planet. The pain, the physical pain that we we've become desensitized to makes people hate themselves. To, to answer your question, I, I think there's a combination of, of Satanist, demons, people with mental health issues, but but more consensus, uh, more, more um, in a more simple way, throughout human history, there has always been someone trying to conquer the world. That's not something that's out of the ordinary. It is the norm, whether it's Genghis Khan, Napoleon, Caesar, whoever it may be, they become so empowered by other individuals that that power corrupts them, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and these individuals have reached such power, such wealth, that the, they are going along with what Hitler did, with what Mao did, with what Stalin did, trying to conquer and control human life for their own personal benefit. Sociopathic demons is one easy way to describe them. Another way to, another way to describe them is, of course, just saying, Throughout human history, there have always been these types of people that challenge us and try to conquer everything.
Yeah. Alexander the Great, he was on a conquering spree going east, taking like all of, you know, what is it? Ursa Minor, that east, uh, western Asia. And it got to the point where he conquered so much of Persia, maybe even all of Persia. And then his generals were like, okay, Alex, we've had enough. We want to go home to see our wives. It's been 15 years. You promised that, you know, this is all about making our lives better. And Alex is like, we must go on. We must continue. And they fought and he kept taking them. They're like, we're done. And then one day Alexander woke up and he was very sick from the night before. I think they poisoned him. I mean, the, the theory is that his generals poisoned him because they couldn't, they couldn't stop him. They, once you get into that state of mind, got conquering and he thought he was the son of God. Like he was like, Educated by Aristotle, his mother told him he was a god, a god man. Like he thought he was there to conquer Earth, and the only way to stop someone like that, at least to his generals, was he had to stop him because he wasn't going to stop. What, why do you think? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it's a spiritual battle, kind of that you alluded to. That, that you know, if, if if we were created by God, we're made in His image. Uh, you know, and there is a Satan. You know, you have to assume that that he hates the image of God. You know, we. He, he, he despises us, and, and, and I think if, you know, if those forces are at work in the world, then there's always going to be those people who rise up and, and who, who kind of just naturally hate, hate God's image you know, on the earth. And, and so I, it's probably kind of his oldest time, like you said. It just takes different iterations you know, through, throughout history. There's always some jerk taking a dump in the punch bowl. <laughs> Is it, it must, it's got to be like fear. And that, that's history. Like fear yeah. of being attacked. Like what Zelensky was saying, we need to preemptively strike so that they don't attack us. Like what the Romans did. We need to conquer everyone around us so that we don't get attacked. Because if you actually are attacked and your city's sacked, like Rome happened to Rome in the early days, there's like took 200 years to recover from that. Like it can annihilate a civilization if you're attacked. So there's this idea of like, I need to conquer the earth so that the earth doesn't conquer me. Do you think we're bored too? We just, we're just mm. so comfortable and happy and we have everything we need. And it, yep. it, mankind gets to a point where they just get bored and we just have to destroy something so we can build it up again. Life used to be about survival. Right. 80, 90% of your day was just wake up, work. Otherwise you don't have food. Winter is coming. Are you ready? Now we've got heating, refrigeration. We can have strawberries in the dead of winter. We can have avocados, fresh tableside guacamole prepared to order in January. Now that's something to behold. Yeah. So it's just, we just, we, we, you know, they talk about like, we got to end global poverty and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get it, but there's no such thing as ending poverty because even the poorest people in the world have access to technologies that were unthinkable 100 years ago. Not that they have like consistent access to it, but even the United States, the poorest person in the US can get clean drinking water very, very easily. You walk into a McDonald's and you're like, water, you're good. Try doing that in some other parts of the world where there's no water and they're desperate. Yeah. Well, I don't think that also explains it because throughout human history, when there was no drinking water, tribes used to kill other tribes, whether it was Native Americans, whether it was Europeans, there was always someone trying to kill someone else for their resources, for for their clean water, for their food and for their you know energy and ability to survive as well. So this has been happening for a very, very long time. Now it's it only gets a lot more sophisticated. It only gets a lot more complicated because of these technological advancements that allow people to hide behind the scenes and to impose their will in a fifth generational warfare way where people don't even realize that they're being depopulated, that they're being chemically attacked, that they're being castrated, that they're being taught and manipulated in a way that they become self-destructive and destroy themselves as a, a would-be dictator is literally pulling the strings and calling the shots without 
anyone even knowing their name. I think that's a more likely scenario with what we're dealing with right now than previously in archaic times where you would stab someone and you would go into battle. Now the battle, I think, is in our minds. And I think that battle is expanding in a way that, um, that there's no denying that it exists, especially with the dehumanization that we have seen within the last few years. Yeah, I was thinking about the ballistics and how they've changed war, like being able to not have to look your enemy in the eye when you kill yeah. them. But then I'm thinking about the Romans and how they basically genocided the Gauls. They went through all of France and just millions of people were slaughtered at the hands of the Romans. And it, I think it gets to the point where the killers enjoy killing. Like they, they, they learned to dehumanize these things that they're attacking and they enjoy the abusive behavior. Like it's a powerful rush. You gain from it. You get food and money and jewels and women after you make the kill. And it's like addictive. And, 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 and when it becomes easy for them yeah. and they think about... You know, these people have ideas I don't like. Hey, it's just that much easier. Yeah. They don't even think of them as people, too. It's so crazy how the dehumanization can happen when you just call them savage or whatever you want to yeah, call I'm them. Yeah, I'm telling you, they treat us like chickens. Hmm. Yeah. The, the, look, this is what, I was saying this earlier today on my other show. The government deeply cares about you. Your government cares about you. They care about your well-being, and they want you to be healthy and happy insofar as you can provide labor for them. Everything else, your love, your life, your, 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 your faith, your dreams, completely meaningless. Right. Yep. And if you get in the way of their labor machine, you are expendable. So they care about you as much as I care about, say, chickens. Like, I don't want harm to befall them, but if I have to get rid of, you know, a cocky rooster, he's going out to Cocktown or he's getting chopped up for lunch. <laughs> they give me eggs. I don't care what else they do in the meantime. But if they start doing things I don't like, then you go in and you deal with them. That's how they view people. We provide labor and we do work. It allows them to live in their Elysium golden towers with golden toilets. But if we start acting out of line, speaking up and challenging their authority, the reality is we aren't chickens. We are humans and humans are smart, smart enough. So if there are smart people who can challenge them at the top, that's a problem. I got nothing to worry about. There's zero chance Roberto Jr. is going to figure out how to come in here and take this company over. He's a rooster. Near but zero chance. Near zero <laughs> chance. There's near a small zero. percentage right. chance. Very tiny. But so a chance. for human beings, when we do shows like this, the people who are currently holding the keys to the chicken coop in which we are all imprisoned, they have to be careful because people are smart enough to break free from that. And that means you ain't getting the eggs anymore. That's why we have politics, because people are too smart. So we need a mind control system to Government. utilize their intelligence without allowing them to seize control well, and, and that's possibly why we've seen such a ramp up with with what's happening glo globally and the you know the great reset and all this war is is because of the information age what's happened you know th this has been this is the advent of the printing press you know with the internet um we now have all this access to information without gatekeepers and so it, it it's it does seem like kind of the powers that be are very violently reacting to that. To, to Boy, to, do they regret that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But to add to your point, Ian, uh, talking about po politics, I think politics is just there to placate the population. Mm -hmm. I think it's there to just convince people that they actually have a say in things when they actually don't. It, it's, it's like a Fisher-Price toy that you give to a child that you just distract them with, thinking that they're actually cooking a meal when they're actually not. I think that our political system is run the same exact way, and there's powerful people behind the scenes calling the shots, getting whatever they want, convincing you, brainwashing you, and screwing you over every single day, and they're doing it more than ever. And there was even a mainline study that we talked about a couple years ago, I think on this show specifically, 
Italy talking about how our form of government is a joke. It doesn't exist. We don't live under a democracy. We don't have a democracy because special interests always get their way. What people want never happens. Pluto plutonomy. The, it was uh, plutocracy, I think. No, plutonomy was the report. I think it was from Citigroup. Okay, yeah. They said the United States is not a democracy. It's a plutonomy where the wealthiest control the system. Yeah, a great yep. example of that is superdelegates. The Democratic Party, no matter who votes for what, when you go to the polls, at the very end, the superdelegates can come and be like, actually, we're going to make Joe Biden the nominee. Like, you're not voting for the nominee. You're voting for people that you hope will nominate the person you want them to vote for. It's not democracy in the slightest. I like this plutonomy. Yeah, this is the document. It's the plutonomy PDF. Citigroup equity strategy, plutonomy, buying luxury, expanding global, explaining global imbalances. The world is dividing into two blocks, the plutonomy and the rest. The US, UK and Canada are the key plutonomies. Economies powered by the wealthy continental Europe Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ex-Italy and Japan are the egalitarian bloc. Equity, risk, premium, blah, 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 blah. The plutonomy machine. Economy is driven by the wealthy. That's China right now. The industrial wealth. Wealth is distribution. Wealth is production. It's not about how many dollars you have. It's about what you're right. producing. And the Chinese people are producing like mad at the moment. We're producing a lot of paper money. Mm, so there's that. Yeah, that's good. True. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've chosen a, a private company to do that for us at their own discretion. <laughs> the Federal Reserve. Yeah, yeah. Plutonomy is a term that refers to the science of the production of distribution of wealth. In modern times, Citigroup analysts, beginning with A.J. Kapoor in 2005, have used the term to describe an economy in which the rich are the driving forces and main beneficiaries of economic growth. Others, including Noam Chomsky, have used the term to refer to a nation or economy in which wealth is concentrated in the hands of a few. And there you go. That's where you are. And then they can use that for access, for lobbying, for manipulation, for media control. And then they create little underlings who go on Twitter and lie to you and know they lie to you. And that's it. It's just some people are just evil. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about this when they uh, I saw uh, some I can't remember what I, was watch, what I was watching, but they were like Republicans are trying to bring about evil into this country or whatever. And then I thought about that. I'm like, well, they know that's not serious. The, like these, these, these people know that they're the ones who are lying. Because there's no way you can believe every single lie from the mainstream media unless, you know, like there's no way you can keep saying this and believe these lies unless there's something wrong with you or you're just pushing the lies. And so what I think is they view freedom and liberty as chaos and evil, yeah. whereas we view authoritarianism and manipulation evil. So to them, they're like, these people are evil. They want just chaos people doing everything and then it all burns down and climate change and whatever I, I picture them like the guy in the basement that paints the little you know figures nothing nothing wrong with that but like you know that has the has the 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 scene set up and everything just so and everything posed maybe like a little train set or something like that and you know imagine if, if those figures were about to you know have agency or free will and it's just the guy loses his mind that's kind of they're they're, they're people tinkering 
with a with a train set in their basement. That's obsessed with order. Yeah. Obsessed Whereas with order, libertarians said. are obsessed with chaos. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. But I mean, <laughs> if you become fear. obsessed with chaos or order, you become very dangerous. There, There's got to be a balance. Yeah, there it does. Because too much order is show me your papers or get in the cell. Too much chaos is I lit it on fire. I don't even know where the fire is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the really great and, and really bad thing about our current dichotomy is that in this larger war, people are, are literally killing and taking themselves out. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's a really bad thing because it's horrible to see and, and you try to prevent it, but, but a lot of times it's very difficult to do so. But on, a, on another aspect, it, it's a good thing because at the same time, it could be stopped just by information, just by knowledge, just by people being able to talk to each other in a transparent, accountable, full, honest, real, truthful way. And the internet provides us a small opportunity to do that, but it's being limited every single day because of that particular reason. This is why this, this move by Twitter, again, hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, I think it provides a huge potential that could really upend and shift things. Will it happen? I'm skeptical, but I, I do see it as something that could change the world for the better as people realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't be hurting myself. Maybe I shouldn't be treating myself bad. Maybe I should start eating better. Maybe I should start working out. Maybe I shouldn't just listen and do everything that they tell me to do and I keep getting screwed over by it. And I think the more people who have those conversations and, and, and actually open themselves up to fixing themselves, they won't be killing themselves and blowing themselves up uh, figuratively mentally speaking yeah drug addiction like uh, and i'm talking about high fructose corn syrup sugars as well types of drugs like that's something the government can't really uh, kind of control it by banning certain substances but the whole like obesity epidemic because like you were saying earlier the government wants workers they want chickens that just do their chicken thing and lay the eggs but then why are they letting people get obese i don't think that i think it's just it's bigger than gut like economy is is the market is stronger than our government it always well, probably yeah, we, has been. I mean, we, we have a, a, a f very few food companies controlling most of the food supply chain now, and, and they're very well connected in government. And, and uh, I think they have a lot of power, you know, over what goes in our food, over what goes in our, you know, on our nutrition labels. Um, and, and so I think I think a lot of our our diet, our American diet is, is dictated by the lobbyists for these companies in mm -hmm. Washington. I want to jump to this story we got from TimCast.com. Biden pardons federal convictions for low-level marijuana possession. Today, we begin to right these wrongs, Biden said. The pardon also applies to lawful permanent residents who have been charged with simple possession, as well as individuals who have been charged but not yet stood trial. Quote, as I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. Okay. Uh, I agree with this. I said Trump should have done the same thing. Hmm. I don't like Joe Biden, and this earns no brownie points as far as I'm concerned, because I think this is just pandering. I, 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 but I, I still, look, respect where uh, credit, credit where credit is due. I think they should have been doing this a long time ago. I think Donald Trump should have done it. I don't trust Biden to actually do anything. I don't, huh. I don't think Democrats are actually going to, you know, take marijuana off schedule one. But what do you guys think? Do we know how many people this represents? I mean, it, are we talking about thousands, I millions? I think it's thousand? thousands. I have seen that at the federal level right now, there are zero. That's what I heard. Zero? I didn't check it oh. out. I didn't check it out. For this minor thing that they're they're classing it under, what is it, simple possession? There's no one. 
which would be really interesting. I did see a meme earlier so today. So this about, could just be a publicity stunt then. Um, yeah, it sure could be. I, mean, I what saw else? a meme earlier today about Kamala Harris looking through the blinds very sadly as Joe Biden releases all the people she was so carefully putting in jail for marijuana possession. <laughs> poor Kamala. I kind of like... Poor Kamala. I know, poor Kamala. I like the way this sounds, though I haven't looked into it yet. It's similar to that AI Bill of Rights that they proposed a few days ago. I think that... Even an incompetent government can get stuff right. And, you know, no one's pure evil or pure good. So in a way, I mean, definitely we should make marijuana not schedule one narcotic completely yeah. insane. It's a plant. It's like an herb. Yeah. Just don't overuse the thing. It's a freaking drug. It's potent. You know, yeah, the war on drugs is a farce that just abuses people that have substance abuse problems mm -hmm. that are never dealt with and only made worse. And people are made harder criminals and, and bigger criminals just by going into our penitentiary system. So I think they're they're reaching in a bag. They're like, holy cow, cow we screwed these people over really bad. We, we, we robbed them of all their money. We robbed them of, of, of energy. We robbed them of any kind of potential. Let's just give them a little crumb here and let's hope that affects the upcoming elections because I think they are desperate. I think the, the the war on drugs, just like the war on terror, is is just manufactured to control populations. It's It's good to see a portion of it stop. But will this actually have real effect? Again, I'm skeptical. Nope. Yeah, he's, he's saying that he's calling on the uh, attorney general to initiate a process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law because it's considered more serious than fentanyl, which is just insane. That's so crazy. Yep. Why didn't Trump do it, though? Good question. Size and asking, I guess. Why? 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 I don't know. Bad Did he advice. say he was going to do it yeah. before he the, got the, it? The, the split between the traditional conservatives who do vote for him and the MAGA types who are more libertarian. He thought he wouldn't get real. I think, yeah, I think it would have potentially split his base and, and been harmful to him politically. He might not have won if he didn't do it. Oh, wait, he didn't I don't win. think it would have been harmful to him at all. I think there would have been some people who would have been like, I don't think he's right to do, but there's no way I'm voting for Biden. You know, let the states mm. decide. Jeez. Like, do you think any Trump supporter is going to vote for Joe Biden for doing this? No, no, exactly. no, he's got to earn my respect in many, many ways, more than one or two moves. The student loan thing, for instance, all of a sudden he went back on it. They were going to give $10,000 oh, yeah. yeah. to everyone that has a loan. And then it turns out not if you have a private loan, only if you had government loans only. Sorry. And there's so many people with private loans that aren't oh, getting yeah. them. Oh, they're going to walk the whole thing back. Of course. Yeah. It's going to be like the day before the election is going to be like, oh, yeah, how about that? And but like, like crumple it up and throw it in the garbage. There was no public. And I didn't see like a public press conference about not doing it they just quietly were like that's what all this stuff is he's just throwing stuff against the wall he's going to keep doing that until election day it's because you know, he can't do it, it anyway he's got nothing else this is why we have this weird pseudo war you know with, with russia because they're not allowed to do it joe biden doesn't have the authority to forgive student loans so naturally within a month or a few months they're like oh yeah he's not actually doing that <laughs> like imagine if joe biden came out and was like i'm gonna give everybody who votes for me a thousand dollars he can't so it's like you, you, he's lying, you know, people believe it. Mm -hmm. I guess that's government though, right? What else is new? Half the time, at least. I'm Half. reading. That's uh, generous. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's a lot of like projections about what they're Half going the time, to do. Ian, are you kidding me? I just finally. They'll say like, we're going to fill in the blank and like, you know, you didn't do it yet. Wait, do it and then tell me you did it. Then that at least isn't a lie. Well, it's like Lydia was saying, there, there might not even be a single person yeah, who this is under. I just pulled it up. I don't know if this is correct, but I'm hearing that 99% of federal drug offenders are sentenced for trafficking, 
Uh, I haven't fact-checked this, so someone could fact-check this, and that only 92 people were sentenced for marijuana possession in the federal system in 2017 out of nearly 20,000 drug convictions. So um, Yeah, it's like if Joe Biden came out and was like, all those, you know, children who are negatively impacted by the alien invasion yes. will receive a million dollars from the government. And you're like, OK, but that's zero. It's like, hey, hey, yeah. we're hey, helping kids. Hey, man. Right. Kept that yeah. promise. Because people will hear this. This is brilliant, man. You know, in terms of manipulating people, this is mm, just so good. Announcing that you're going to be partying a tiny, tiny group of people, but then saying there are thousands of people who were previously convicted convincing people that you actually did a thing when there's no one that's for the most part being affected. Now look, to those 92 people in 2017 or whatever, I'm sure there was 100 in 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Uh, So we're looking at maybe, you know, several hundred people. I'm sure their lives will be improved by this. Hell yeah. But he's not doing what I suggested Trump do, which was basically pardon anybody for any crime relating to any nonviolent crime who didn't plead down. So that means if they had like large possession or trafficking, I don't care. Yeah, trafficking for references when you have 25 kilograms or more or 300 or more plants of here's, marijuana. Here's what you do. Everybody who's been convicted for that, if they didn't plead down from a violent offense, they should be they should have to go through a mandatory licensing process and then be released. That's it. Yeah. Like I- you were, you were trafficking all of this agricultural product without a permit. So it's a $50 fine. Get your yeah. permit. Have a nice day. Get rid of the permit permitting system right away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm disgusted I'm just, by that sound. I'm just saying. Like, the appropriate be thing to do is, you know. It's, a, it's let it's people be. Though. And if they're not hurting anyone, if they're just deciding to, to smoke something or put something in their body, it's their choice and their decision. Even though they should be informed, though, that there are extremely negative consequences that we're not being told when it comes to marijuana. And marijuana is becoming more potent, is becoming more dangerous, and does have negative effects it on is. some human beings. So I, people need to understand there's dangers in, in doing this. But at the same time, the government coming in and throwing you in jail for doing this is not going to solve the problem. I had some old uh, old hippies talking to me about how pot today is nothing like it was in the mm-hmm. 70s. Like in the 70s, it was weak. And they were like, yeah, so you'd smoke. And it was like, you know, now it's just like, boom, this very powerful stuff. So, so maybe, you know, we got to be careful about all drugs. But, you know, look, man, my attitude is if you want to go into your closet and, you know, smoke, inject, I don't know, whatever, as long as you're not hurting other people, I, I actually think that regulation is the is the best way towards helping people ending the violence by pushing it into the black market you only created a space for this so the the appropriate thing to do in my opinion is legalize with restrictions yeah. mm-hmm. if people if people are d- d- addicted to opiates give them a space where you can go and help them and make sure they don't die from it yeah. Yeah. instead they tell you well, you might as well go hide in a basement. Now, when you OD, too bad. No one's going to call for help because they're scared of going. They're scared of or going to jail. when you can't get your prescription filled, you'll go down to Skid Row to find somebody with fentanyl. You yeah. know, yep. when they run out of their oxycontin or whatever, they they look for something else because they don't. Yeah, man. But the thing about weed is, it is legal. It's it's um it is legal. I'm like, what am I? Okay, let's go with it. <laughs> no, it's um addictive, and uh, you know, mildly, I think physically, definitely psychologically addictive. And giving it to kids is messed up. I used to know kids in high school that I never smoked until I was 23, but like in high school, they were just slow and mm. dull and like bored with school. And like maybe they were slow and dull and bored with school anyway, but they would be more slow and more dull when they would come into work smelling like pot. And like, you know, we weren't mean or anything. We we're just like, 
I don't know. Yeah, it, it should be just like alcohol, you know? And, and you know, marijuana does have some medicinal properties, but at the right. same time, there's also other forms of marijuana that will absolutely knock you on your butt and have very severe negative consequences, especially if you're a child, as it rewires your brain and, and predominantly does make a lot of people lazy. Some people, it actually makes them energized. Some people, it actually gives them inspiration. Some people, it helps. Some people, it hurts. Just like anything in life. Lazy. I, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I went to Colorado I, and I, I part... I partook yeah. for the first time. I I, I remember ha- having this thought, like, "Holy cow, this is kind of dangerous for me." Because I, I right now, I feel like I would be completely happy, never accomplishing anything ever again. Yeah. This is everything's good right now. It's a big part of the transhumanist wow. agenda is <laughs> yeah. putting you yeah, in the metaverse they, on they psychedelics. Just, they just want you sitting down. Yeah, I'm surprised out. the government's not giving out free weed at this point. <laughs> I see them doing this a couple of years from now, being That's like, coming. "Yes, get high. Just just totally forget about everything. Yeah. Just just go on the couch. They're and gonna sit there. Don't worry about anything. There's a nice pod next to that couch that we're also going to give you. Next will be uh, what was the uh, Children of Men? Remember that movie when they yep. they were handing out suicide kits to everybody in little boxes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna try and create some kind of patentable derivative that they can control the price on. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're gonna say. Everybody needs this because it's de- it distresses. And then they're going to say the government should pay for it. Everybody yeah. gets taxed without realizing it. And then they're paying for the $1,000 pills. It's Marinol. They- it's called Marinol. And yes. it's uh, international non-proprietary name is Dronabinol, also known as Delta 9 Tetrahydrocannabinol. I guess they've, they've pharmaceuticalized it. Yes. Marinol, Syndros, Reduvo, and Adversa. What, Adversa? Whatever you do. <laughs> That's great, yeah. Whatever you do, do not, do not smoke. It's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, do not smoke the government weed. Yeah. Do not take the soma. <laughs> whatever you do. Cheap and free, Luke. Don't eat the it's bugs. It's going to be insurance is going to cover it. What was that movie, Children of Men? Children of Men, yeah. We're, we're, we're closely we're approaching that, that future, and that's terrifying. Oh, if you haven't, if you haven't watched that movie, it, it's, soon, it's soon to be a documentary. Didn't you see the yeah. videos out of Canada where the guy's like, he calls the hotline, and they're like... If you need help dying, let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like pushing people to that. Yeah. Well, and, and we're almost seeing that a little bit in the States, too, with insurance companies that that will, you know, they won't cover your your surgery or their or your treatment, but they will cover, you know, your your uh, what do you call it? Your death with dignity. You know, we'll give you painkillers until you die. Let's uh, there's kind of that movement. Just scoot people along. Let's 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 move it along here. Wow. And, and uh yeah, you see it. You, you, you want to know where we're headed in 10, 15 years. Look at Canada. Look at Europe. Yeah. That's where we're headed. I think we stop it. ethics oversight over pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be like governmental ethics. That's a big part of our government is ethics. That's the dudes that wrote the U.S. Constitution were ethicists. They understood religious and moral ethics. And that's why there were so many of them. They didn't agree on the logics and the literals all the time, but they got like the ethics for the most part. You know, the slavery well, thing was still debatable at the time. So I feel like the Founding Fathers really understood human nature, which is probably what, what made them strong ethicists. And I think you're correct. I think the problem now is that I don't think government ethics is ethical. I don't think it's ever a good idea for a government ethics board to oversee something like the pharmaceutical company. I think they're too tightly too tightly combined. I think it needs to be an independent um, outside organization. I have seen Marinol used. It was used to stimulate appetite for an older lady who was really struggling to eat. So it does have like good purposes, but it's not. Uh, Mar- I, I'm from Colorado. 
So I've seen what marijuana does to people. And people used to tell me all the time, oh, it can cure anything. It cures cancer. What are you talking about? You're just being a downer. I was like, I have seen it change people. And I've had people tell me, I wish I'd never started marijuana or I wish I hadn't started as young as I did. It changed my overall life experience. Mm -hmm. Hugely negative. But that said, it should not be illegal. I I could say I missed a lot of opportunities because I was stoned, but that's blaming the weed. It was my own fault. Like I had to make the final decision. I could have went video games. It could have been alcohol. alcohol. You know, Human beings find something. Yeah. You know? yeah, but it was me. I I made the choice not to go do the things that I feel like I missed out on. It wasn't, and I blamed the weed for years and stressed my family out about it. And then they started freaking out about weed. It wasn't the weed. It was me. It was yeah. my own personal lazy choice. So mm. you got to make sure that whatever's giving you that dopamine hit, it's a it's a positive thing with a with a future. Yeah. I think South Park said it well when um, it's like they're they're talking to the kids about their future selves like they hire this company that sends in fake versions of them from the future who are like hey guys started smoking weed and then i became a loser and then finally at the end randy's like son you know there's nothing really bad about smoking pot other than it makes you okay with being bored mm. and then when you're older you'll find that you're not good at anything yeah. plus the government ships in all the drugs they usually have through the cia especially <laughs> as we found out through the iran contra scandal and i could keep going but there's also some <laughs> other breaking news happening right now i don't What's know if you guys see this from the associated press they're talking about how biden at a fundraiser in new york talked about how putin is quote not joking about tactical nuclear weapons uh, Armageddon risk at highest level since Cuban Missile Crisis. So these are words from the President of the United States specifically talking about the dangers that all of us face because of his reckless foreign policy that has brought us to what he describes himself as Armageddon, which so is this crazy. So this is actually breaking right now. Yep. Oh so much so, it's one sentence. <laughs> Biden, quote, Putin not joking about tactical nuclear weapons, Armageddon risk at highest levels since Cuban Missile Crisis. So well, hold on. Maybe people might need that pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's think about Don't it. Don't write that off too soon. Do they have marijuana li- li- marinol- linked with iodine <laughs> pills? Right. They're going right. to start giving out marinol and potassium iodide. And they're going to be like, the first one is to help keep you alive, uh, protecting your thyroid. The second one is to chill you out. So you need to chill yeah. out. Calm. I think that uh, fear of nuclear war benefits the military industrial complex. Mm. So if Biden is functioning as a mouthpiece for that, or if he's just completely an NPC, just afraid of like normal everyday stimuli that like the more intelligent evolved people can kind of see around and understand the basics of i don't know the, the white house will walk this back tomorrow yeah he, he, he used the word Every armageddon day. i Every mean time. like you know you know peter Ducey or whoever is is going to be in the press but you know like are we headed towards armageddon kareen jean pierre and she's going to be like blah, 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 and she's going to flip through her notebook and and, and, and then she's going to say something and, that's like well you know armageddon that's a word and <laughs> words have word. meanings yeah. and when a, when a meaning is brought up people have to wonder why because Armageddon, that's an interesting thing to say. And then they're like, okay, I don't, I don't, what? And she'll be like, I answered your question. She has the Ob- Ob- Obama cadence. She'll be like, we, uh, we, we very much, uh, does that uh a lot? Like we believe in the, um, the president. Well, the president's been very clear and, and he's been very clear from the that's beginning right. about what we've said, about what we believe and what we want to do. And, and, and Armageddon, you know. But yeah. you're, you're missing the snoot when she does it. Yeah. Barack Obama <laughs> does the, uh, uh, listen. We, uh, but what she does is she does that, um, and she like closes her eyes and looks down like that. Yeah. You're so stupid. <laughs> you really? Um. I'm speaking. I'm yeah. speaking. Pete Buttigieg <laughs> does it too. It's real annoying. Like Obama spawned a genre of politicians that, uh, say, uh, and, uh, and, uh, talk like this. Uh, there's Karine Jean-Pierre Buttigieg. I think, uh, 
Uh, Edge Edge. What's those, his name? Buttigieg. Yeah, those are people who right. don't believe in anything. Beto work a little bit. Um, and, and who are are biding time in their mind to think of the lie. Mm. That's that's people who who need that many pauses. Yeah, that's what yeah. she's doing. They have no foundation. They have no beliefs that just spill out. They Ex just absolutely they, all politics. And that's when, how you know Ben Shapiro is the most honest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> he talks so fast. It's just like there's no opportunity for him to think of anything. It, just, it goes straight from the heart out of, out of his mouth. Doesn't yeah. even touch his lungs. Just <laughs> yes. I feel like that's actually a fair observation because he does speak very quickly and very directly. And I don't think that speaking quickly is a marker that you're telling the truth because we've known a lot of people who can really spin really fast. It's actually really impressive. But it's possible that telling the truth is just easier and it makes it quicker for yeah. you to access those ideas. Natural. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, right? I found that releasing my past secrets on YouTube videos, it was humiliating, but I've got like a hundred of them where I'm just talking about my past and my secrets and all of a sudden I didn't, they didn't pop into my head in the middle of conversations. I didn't have to remember or think like, was I lying or was I, am I hiding something here? You can just kind of flow with whatever. Yeah. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to make me a promise that if a nuclear strike is imminent where we live and there is no escape, I want you to stand atop the van, driving full speed, holding American flag while blasting <laughs> it's the end of the world as we yes. know it. My REM. Go. You like that song? Well, I mean, for this scenario, yeah. <laughs> it's a good while song. we hide in the bunker with our iodine pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, I don't want Ian to, to die in the blaze of glory unless there's no other choice, but then it would just be the greatest ending you know, to any story ever. Oh, yeah. When Power 108 turned into 107.9, the end. They played that song for 24 hours <laughs> in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. What? What's up, dogs? You, if you're from Northeast Ohio in the 80s, you remember that that night. It was the I remember, because uh, uh, I'm from Chicago, Q101 changed. It was like a rock station. It turned to like talk radio or something. And then it just flopped miserably, so they changed it back. But my favorite thing about Q101 is that I'm sure even today, I don't know, I haven't been to Chicago in a while. I'm sure they're still just playing Stone Temple Pilots. Like they never <laughs> stopped playing 1990s music. Like ninety two. Part yeah, of that's the people who are listening to the radio. I mean, who else is listening? They never to the radio? changed. Yeah. The, this the, is this is this is interesting. Cultural stagnation, not just in that you know, because I, I I grew up. You you put on Q one hundred one in Chicago and they're playing grunge and it was modern. And then ten years later, it's they're still playing these songs with some new music. And then it's twenty years later, and I'm just like, man, they're still playing you know uh, Stone Temple Pilots and like. Pearl Jam and stuff. I bet they're still, they're, they're probably still doing it today if they exist. I don't know. I again, haven't been there. But then I'm just looking at a lot of these bands. I, I talked about this a little bit the other day that you're surprised they're in their 50s and they're still making new albums. Yes. And why is it that- 311. It, or I don't know if it's new. Well, I mean- Still but, touring. But, yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, but why is it that back in the day at a certain age, the music stopped? Like you were too old and you were just like, well, we're going to shift, you know, and do something else. They'd become record producers. They'd work in the industry. Now it's like 50 year olds still putting out albums. Like, what is that? Is it because they don't have families? Well, they did. Like the Eagles went for a long time. The Beatles, no, the Beatles broke up. No, Stones, but, but obviously. Obviously, Stones, the Beatles, they, they kept death, playing. Death will change. Like Zeppelin lost their drummer um, and they were like, we're done. But I, but I think a lot of it is that. Obviously, if you're like the Beatles, you never stop. Your, your market is working. But a lot of bands fell out of favor with the, the current trends. But for some reason, I, I think, I actually, I think it's simple. The internet. It used to be that if the radio wouldn't play your song anymore because it was outdated, they'd be like, look, people don't want to buy this stuff anymore. You're, that was it. You're off the radio and now you're retired and now you're a has-been. These days, it's like, I got followers on Spotify. Don't need to stop at all. The radio is meaningless. So now it's just... You can the, always be big somewhere. Yeah, we went to Hot Top. We were at the mall. And we walked past Hot Topic. On the window for Hot Topic is the uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Right. I'm like, yo, that movie's 30 years it's old. From the yeah. 80s. No, it's 90, 90 oh, okay. 93 okay. or 4 or something like that. I'm like, it's a 30-year-old movie. And young kids are, are I'm like, everyone in there is a young person. I, I, I couldn't imagine when I was a kid walking into the mall and there was a store that didn't pretend to be a retro store selling everything from the 60s. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I, I think there's nothing. Uh, you talk about cultural stagnation. I, there's like nothing. Uh, really new coming out anymore you know movies uh, tv music it, it, it's all rehashes there's nothing original arts in a huge slump mm. and so i feel uh, you know people kind of are, are sticking with the people who innovated in the 90s 80s 60s 50s. there 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 is actually uh, a new show that i think is really really good that i've been watching Rings recently of power for for no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for uh you know it's been about it's been a couple months now and uh man the stories are just compelling they're funny they make you laugh Make you cry. Starring Ian Crossland, by the way. Cast Castle. It's a great show. I got emotional at the end. Did you see yesterday's episode? I, I It's touching. The mu- we've, we've integrated some powerful music. Just a great scene with Chris and I. At the end, me and Chris, like, a <laughs> leaf falls it, off the tree. But... As we're shooting, it's like a leaf actually fell off the tree in the middle of the shot. It was just so natural. It was so beautiful. Wait, you're not talking about the, this week's episode. You're talking about this week's episode. episode, like yesterday's episode. Civil War. Yeah, the end of Civil War, the... the the shot is is stunning. Oh, stunning! Yeah. Cinematically I don't beautiful. Spoil anything for anybody? But uh, yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend going to TimCast.com and checking out the Cast Castle series because it is new but and it's hot. So, so people only watch what they already like. They don't want to see anything new. So that's why The Office just keeps getting replayed over and over again. So there's no reason to do things. It used to be that there was a finite amount of space. And these networks were trying to be fresh by making new things. But now it's it's it doesn't matter anymore. Look, I just watched Breaking Bad for the first time a couple weeks ago. Ooh. And now I'm, I'm, I'm about to finish Better Call Saul, which, you know, to be fair, Better Call Saul did just finish. But these are like old. Breaking yeah. Bad was old. It took me 10 years to watch it. I, think I, I watched The Sopranos a couple months ago. Loved it. Incredible. But again, just like you, it's all old. It's, there's too much existential stress on people to be creative these days. I think if you're stressed out, it's hard to be creative. Like in the 90s, people didn't care, man. They were doing heroin. They didn't think. <laughs> like they were just like rock, rock and roll until they died, those dudes. Like, well, I, I also think too that with streaming and with the internet, content has increased exponentially. We've never had more volume in terms of content than, than we have now. But the talent pool for writing, acting, you know, creatives has not grown at all. So it's it's all spread out more thin, you know. So you have you have a lot more content, much less quality, and so it's it's really hard to find. Like I mean, The Office, for example, you, there really hasn't been a, a comedy that has come out since The Office that has matched that. Well, there was, been, one, what, like, there was one there was one called The Office. Remember, The Office came out, and then they made another one called yeah, The, the Office. Office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? what? The British one came out. It's called oh, The Office. Right, Ricky right, Gervais, right. and then they immediately remade it because it's like cultural stagnation. They couldn't even think of a new show. They just remade The Office. Yeah, but it was still good. But it was just a remake, and, and it could never be made today. You watch old Office Office episodes, you'd never see that. Oh on, man, on, Thirty on. Rock! In in the first season, Tina Fey, she's playing Liz Lemon. 
says that she tells her friends she voted for Obama, but she actually voted for McCain. Imagine a modern SNL show where the main character says, I tell everybody I voted for Hillary, but I actually voted for Trump twice. No way they would ever allow that. That joke would not fly. Yeah, uh, The Office Diversity Day. I haven't watched The Office, but I just watched the small clip of that. That would not be okay today. Yeah, I want to do uh, for our for Cass Castle. But it was brilliant and hilarious. Some, and I some, loved ra- it. some racy stuff. I think that we can. I oh, think we, we, we can we do. do it I, I can't spoil anything, but we do have um, we have a special guest coming out next week, and we're working on one of the most uh, hilariously offensive shows we'll ever do. Yeah, I wrote a scene for it last night, and I can't I can't say too much, but it's in line with what Luke is talking about Diversity Day. So it has to do with the company and how all the employees have to go through training, and it'll be really, really funny. Dude, Cast Castle's legit, man. It's it, going to be like shockingly offensive to and it, a lot of people. It keeps getting better. Next, I want to upgrade our sound quality so it's the same room tone everywhere so it's like the same sound you don't hear differences and the same lighting so once we get a sound and lighting rig it's basically expanding i think what we need to do is establish that it's good enough to keep doing and then once that's established we build out think, the, the crew i think that's we need awesome. a showrunner somebody who's got experience having done shows like this before can come in and be like a b c d is what you're missing and then and then we're good to go you know consultant or something like that or maybe something longer standing but uh, i'm really excited for uh there's a, the, 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 currently, there's one being filmed today, uh, like this week, which will come out Tuesday. But what's going to be filmed next week is probably going to, I, I imagine everybody who likes our show is going to absolutely love what we do. And then there's going to be a bunch of videos posted by a bunch of leftist organizations who are going to be like, <laughs> yeah, but it'll be so good that it's indisputable. <laughs> That's the thing you want. I mean, I'm okay with people complaining about it, but it's got to be so good when you finally see the source that you're like, dang, we got big news, my friends, big news here. Shaggy's black. <gasps> Shaggy from Scooby-Doo what? is now officially black. And so is Velma. Oh, wait, that's the wrong story. <laughs> there we that's go. That's not it. That's, that's a bad one. About, but, uh, here's Velma. Velma, I think, I don't know if she's black. Maybe she's like Indian, yeah. like Mindy Kaling. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's who plays. But uh, what the most, you know, I'm really offended by. We have this uh, discussing film. It's like a first look at Shaggy, Daphne, and Fred, voiced by <laughs> Sam Richardson, Constance Wu, and Glenn Howerton. In HBO Max's adult animated Velma series, I just want to point to point out the most offensive thing here is they change Shaggy. He's not. It's it, Norville. He got he's fired. Norville. He's fired. <laughs> he can't. Shaggy can't get a job. That's not. It's supposed to be Shaggy, but he's replacing Shaggy. Okay. He's okay. So so Canon <laughs> fired him. Fact check for all the nerds. They did. I think it was in a pup named Scooby Doo as a show. They they established that Shaggy's real name was Norville. That's why they're saying Norville here. But why? And they made Shaggy black. Okay, look, I, I don't, honestly don't care, but I have a point to be made. If they were going to choose any character to be black, I find it funny that they chose this stoner munchies guy <laughs> uh-huh. who is considered a coward. And I, that to me is like, why not Fred? The, Fred is like the, the strong leader. Why would they? I think it's racist. The, the progressives always end up being racist in the end. That's, yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I just think it's really dumb. What's on his head? It's his hair. <laughs> shaggy hair. did not have that kind of hair. That's not Shaggy. That's I don't. Yeah, no longer Shaggy. Couldn't they have given him just like hair like Shaggy? I guess. Why did they make? I don't. I don't understand. They gave the Asian the red hair. It's yeah, just. It's so just. It, look, guys. They made Fred look like an idiot. It's not Scooby Doo. Fred it's is not going Velma. to be the idiot. I think they even made Velma fat. Like not not like fat fat, but you know they made her like chubby, chubby. with a little, little bit yeah. of poopa. Yeah. Yeah, little little Fupa and Chubby and just real cringe. And the trailer for this is her basically saying, 
that uh, you can never change. She's doing a joke where she's like, you can never change things. And uh, it's like everything always has to stay the same. And then she says something like, well, at least the character is still white. And then it reveals that Velma is now black or whatever. This is cultural stagnation. This is this is the death of art and culture. They can't make up new ideas. They've got no new ideas left. You know, it's been 50 years. Scooby, it's come on. Yeah. And the Simpsons. Did you guys see the Simpsons where Abe is gay? Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's like it's like Good he's bi curious or whatever. And I, I don't know. And then there's another Simpsons episode where Bart gets mad that they gender swap Itchy and Scratchy. And so then feminists like make fun of him or something. Like, I don't this is guys. So, so why do you think they're doing this? Why why do you think that this is I mean, they're doing this with everything. Every I, IP I, out I, there. no, I think I think there's some eighty year old white executive who typed in, you know, Scooby Doo into an AI script writer. <laughs> And then it just spat out some garbage and they went, run with it. And that's it. It's it's a kind of a marketing ploy too. Like, I mean, no one's gonna no one cares about a new Scooby Doo show. I mean, who but look at us, we're talking about it now. This is crazy. Because what done. It's because people are permanent children. Yeah. Like, dude, I watched Scooby Doo when I was really little and it was okay. And then when I got, got older, I was like, This is really dumb. And then I liked things like X Men, you know. When I was real little, I was like Power Rangers was fun. But then after like the first season or whatever, I was like, I outgrew it. And I was like eight. And I'm like, I'm too cool for Power Rangers. <laughs> Scooby-Doo was just not it. It was the same story every single time. We get it. Some dude's trying to lower property values. So he pretends to be Frankenstein. Them making a new show that's aimed at adults using these characters and then race swapping them is just like, we are desperate. We don't know what we're doing. We're going to try and do Ghostbusters 2016 all over again. Is Scooby in this show? They don't even show Scooby. There's no Scooby. Scooby is now, Scooby? No Scooby is now a cat. He's going to be a furry. Daphne's Asian. <laughs> Scooby's going to be a furry. I'm calling it right now. Why, they made Daphne Asian. Okay. A redheaded Asian? Redheaded yeah, I Asian. Scooby-Doo. I don't see many redheads. No man. It's an alternate universe. This is the most universe. disappointing to me. Because he's supposed to be a strong leader, a grounding they're, force. They made him yeah. a dope. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be a football star, right? I don't know. He's, he's, big, he's like 6'3 but, but, and muscular. Yeah, six, but six now he muscular. looks super skinny, super soy. Ugh. Confused. Uh, probably has a, you know, yeah, confused. He, he's he's usually like his face. pulling Shaggy back from the brink. That's like his main function. It's yeah. like, hey, everybody, remember, we have a mission. I, I think. <laughs> you made him unstoppable. Uh, no. I love the Super Saiyan Shaggy memes, though. That really is funny. So, have you guys seen that video game Multiverses? It got a lot of attention. It's like Warner Brothers Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It got a lot of attention because Velma's super super move is to call the cops on you. <laughs> but I, I, I will admit, when I was watching the trailer for the game. I'm like, oh, so Warner Brothers is putting all their characters into a fighting game? I'm like, this sounds dumb. And it's like, Batman was there. And then all of a sudden, Shaggy shows up, and I think it's funny. I'm like, ah, Shaggy fighting. And then someone, like, knocks a sandwich out of his hand, and then he goes Super Saiyan, and I started busting out laughing. I'm like, okay, that's li- that, that's good. I approve. It is funny, Shaggy going Super Saiyan. So, so you know. But uh, but this kind of takes away from that, because I don't know who this guy Norville guy is, and I don't know why they're taking away from... Shaggy's an iconic character. He's like the Scooby-Doo character. And there's yeah. a show called like The Orville Scooby, that, that Seth MacFarlane show is called Orville, and now they just call it Norville. Norville. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fred's, yeah, well, Fred, Fred's also demasculated. He's going to be a low IQ idiot who's going to be making a bunch of mistakes. He's going to be the dope, guy. and he's going to be the loser, just like every guy who looks like him is portrayed how, on television. How amazing would it be 
if Fred is no longer the leader, Norville is. And every time something bad happens, Fred's like, I'm sorry, guys, that was my fault. <laughs> or it's like- He jumps into Scooby's arms. He yeah. constantly does things where he has to check his own privilege. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, let's see who's really under that mask. And they'll be like, don't pull off that mask. It's a cultural symbol. Jeez, Fred, <laughs> colonizer much? And he goes, <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry guys. I'm so sorry. I'm wondering I'm now sorry, guys. if Scooby-Doo was like a stoner show back in the day, because Scooby and Shaggy were high as hell most of the show. <laughs> like Shaggy's yeah. talking to a dog, yeah. eating Scooby snacks in the, He's eating yeah. dog, in the dog mystery food. machine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, never, I never understood as a kid. And then I remember what, like when I finally got old enough and I was like, a, like you know, and I was told, you realize the whole gag is that they're stoned out of their minds. Yeah, Scooby snacks are edibles for sure. Edibles? <laughs> yeah, he's no, feeding his dog edibles, No, I man. think he's just eating drug. Dog I think he's yeah. eating dog food. Yeah, that's what we, that's what, got the that's what you tell the kids. And, Scooby snacks? Dude, they make like Scooby go, pow food. yeah, they make, they make him get like crazy powerful. The Scooby snacks would make him get like high, you know, they make him kind of. Super crazy. <laughs> Definitely meme. drugs. This meme crosses the line. You've made him unstoppable. <laughs> I love it Biggest so buff of all time. If they can overcome the poor theme here and the writing's actually decent, it looks like they've got, I mean, Mindy Kaling's, I think she's a fantastic actor. So she's maybe she can pull, like this, this was a little, the writing was kind of bad. We watched this trailer. And she's kind of phoning in the oh, dialogue. Wait, like, hold on, hold on, guys. She's talking like this. No, 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 look, like look, this, look, look, look. Wait, like wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. She's dead. Watch. There's a guy. Looks He's like got a it. knife. She screams. And then... Maybe she kills him. And then, we don't know. Oh, she kills him. Yeah. There's a twist. Totally. Dun, dun, dun. Nice one. Later. What does it say? What is Scoob? I don't it know. It says Dinkley is crossed out. It says, what is Scoob? Oh, it's like a is mystery. There no, it's, it's, the show's called Velma, so maybe there's no Scooby in it. Like they're looking for Scoob? Maybe they haven't found Scooby yet. And he. this is the prequel. He's missing. Yeah. You know what they should do? And these they should, characters they should, all get killed they, they, and then the real ones find their clothes. And they need to make Into the Shaggyverse. And it's like all the different Shaggies from different realities team up. Yeah. Don't Casey give them Kasem? awful ideas, please. Have you guys seen the Night Vi uh, Violent Night trailer? Oh, with no. Santa? Yeah. Die Hard oh, with Santa I've seen Claus. that one. That looks pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like literal Die Hard with Santa. Yeah. I think it looks like the best movie of our generation. <laughs> and I'm proposing that we do a company-wide outing at three on the Thursday preview to go watch it. So it's, uh, who's it, David Harbour? And he's Santa. And it's just masterfully done. At least in the trailer, John Leguizamo's in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these their politics are no good, but their movie, it looks really great. They disappointingly made Santa white, though. So that's... Oh, that no. That's I was kind of into it until he punched into the Santa sack in a in like a present shot out at him. Like a <laughs> no, 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 no. He has a knife and he stabs and it goes into the sack and then he pulls out. Oh, it's a got present a present on the knife. On the okay, knife. That's cool. So basically like Santa's doing his rounds and he's like half glazed over, just like whatever. And then he stumbles upon an active heist on Christmas. And then he's like, I don't want any trouble. And then he basically uses his Santa powers to take on a bunch of terrorists <laughs> in a big house. And I, it, just, it just looks hilarious. Well, I, like I, the puns, he's like, it's time for a season's beating. Gosh, <laughs> that's horrible. I know, it's so good. <laughs> and then he shoved the grenade where the sun doesn't shine. Did you see that one? Yeah. Uh, and he and runs away. He's like, wait, I got to see this one. That, that I'm excited good. for that. This could be a problem, though, because he's, a, I mean, Santa's kind of essentially a god. Like, how are they going to give him an enemy that's going to put him in any real danger. Is, is there is there like an anti-Santa out there? It's like a, in the trailer, it doesn't teleporting. He can teleport if there's a chimney near, nearby or yeah. something. Yeah, like, like how, do, how are they going to make him uh, like a, you know, a I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just think it's going to be funny. Now, look, look, look. 
it, it is it is hard to come up with new ideas because Futurama did the Robo Santa trying to kill everybody, which is not the same thing. And there's another movie. I forget what it's called it's from like the 70s or whatever, where a, there's a guy just like Santa going around killing people. But this is literally Santa Claus himself inadvertently stumbling upon a diehard style kidnapping heist because this rich family's got a vault full of money or whatever. <laughs> I think it looks hilarious. So I, I'm into it, you know. Remember, what was that movie, Jack Frost? The oh, snowman yeah. that was killing everybody? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I never saw yeah. that. They're doing that with Winnie the Pooh too, right? Yeah. Like, are they making a... Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Blood and honey. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Blood and honey. <laughs> That's got a lot of potential. So it is all derivative. It, pretty it's, soon we're going to have like a Peppa Pig or a Bluey that goes around murdering people. Yeah. Yeah. Peppa Pig's revenge. <laughs> yeah. I think when I write music, I basically take pieces from a bunch of different songs I've heard in the past and then put them all together into a new song where you don't know that those pieces, like where they're from. So it's, I'm definitely, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. That's the, It's all mashups. Yeah. Everything we do is yep. a mashup. Language even is a mashup of what came before, but you got to be so intricate with it that people don't know you're using past material. Right. Like I came up with a show idea called Doobie Moo. And it's about a gang of young people that fight crime. With a pet alligator. With, with a pet cow. Named Doobie. Oh, it's a cow. It's a cow. It's a cow now. And it's a cow. And now. Doobie Moo. Doobie Moo. Doobie Moo, It's an original idea. Great. Completely original. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. the, uh, the main characters are um, Red. Yes. And um Braphne. Braphne. They eat and, mushroom uh, snacks. Borville. And, and, and Belma. The mushrooms that grow on Doobie's and, poo. And Baggy. There you go, yeah. <laughs> the special snacks. Man, it really is crazy how they just like rehash old things nonstop over and over and over again. Like we're on Fast and the Furious 10, mm. you know? Yeah. They've got to use new tech, new technology. I think if you want to make new art, you've got to integrate like modern tech. Did you notice when the cell phones appeared, it took them like six years before they started making cell phones and movies because it was so cool to have a hero that didn't have access to the outside world, couldn't resolve yeah. his, he didn't know what was going on. That's the, the big part of movies is you don't know. So as soon as cell phones are invented, it like erases the drama of so many movies. Not, yeah. not, not only that, but you'll notice in modern movies, they'll have the cell phone to their ear and then someone will say something like, I am coming for your family. And then you hear a click and a doot, 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 doot. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't happen on cell phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, and, and the crazy thing is, do young people even understand that? There was a, a, a meme that is probably not real, but it's funny, where some guy was holding up a floppy disk and he was like, kid in my school just said, why did you 3D print the save icon? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, I don't know if that's real, but you know, yeah, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. It's like they've not used these things. What a weird turn of events for our world, what the internet has done, you know what I mean? We're very fortunate to have kind of seen both sides of it. We grew up kind of before the internet. We got to see it come in, into being, and now our kids just don't, they don't know a world without it. What's that going to be like, you know? I don't know. Uh, I mean... Instant gratification all the time. My, uh, uh, I, my entire life, we've had TV is, is ubiquitous. My parents were saying that it was like when they were younger, they didn't have TVs in their apartments because they were expensive and they didn't care that much. You know, now it's like flat screen TVs are in every room because they're dirt cheap. Maybe that's because they want to spy on us, though. For sure, it's manipulation. <laughs> like the power and control a, a government or a people have over people with the TV. If you can get it. No, no, but was it, wasn't there a story that like TVs have microphones and cameras spying on you? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's. Uh, I think we went on a, a search for, for ones that didn't. Um, and we were going around the specific stores on it, and there was like one left that I was able to finally grab it and no camera buy myself. Yep. Have, no yeah, camera, no microphone. Have you seen that uh, that cost chart? There's a there's a chart going around the internet that 
tracks the cost of everything going back to the 50s and, and, and how prices have rise for food, healthcare, cars, houses, literally everything. Like 100 things on this chart. The only thing that has gone down is TVs. Yeah. It's like just a, a bunch of stuff going up and then you have TVs. They want just, to, it's the only thing that has decreased in well, price. Well, they also the track what you years. watch. They also have a lot of data on you, your personal information on there. So, you know, it, this is why a lot of the TVs are so cheap is because they collect a lot of data on you mm-hmm. and then they sell that data. And geez, if you get people to watch the news, MSNBC, you have control of their minds. Like, mm-hmm. Do you find at Babylon B that you guys create new do you, do you feel like you're creating new concepts on years because a lot of it's parody which is like using an idea and then yeah. twisting it hold on let me just interject you're wrong ian it's not parody it's 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 prophesizing <laughs> us, for, can you tell right. us all the jokes that went too far that you guys never published oh my gosh but, but maybe we could do this maybe on yeah, the members yeah. segment yeah. <laughs> yeah. like what's the difference between parody and satire um i i mean parody i feel like kind of um is kind of aping off an, an off an existing thing. You know, you have a you know you you have a the movie The Godfather, and then you have you know Mafia, Mel Brooks Mafia. That, that is a kind of a parody, parody of that. Um, satire is exaggerating reality. Um, you know, I think a, a lot of what makes. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our, pro- our satire seem prophetic sometimes. Is I, I think it's just the fact that it's there's nothing complicated about it. It's that we, I think we know the left better than they know themselves a lot of times. If you if you know someone's worldview, um, and then you also combine that with knowledge of human nature, you know, if you have a solid, truthful worldview, it's it's not hard to predict what people are going to do and what people are going to say. That and the Babylon Bee has a vat full of a fluid with three precogs floating yes. in it, and then <laughs> yeah, wooden true. balls carve out, the, you know, the future, and then they say, hey, that's funny, let's write that up. It's actually a seeing stone, but yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty seeing close. Stone. <laughs> they, uh, Babylon Bee staff on robes, and they all stand in a big circle holding hands, <laughs> yeah. and then the crystal lights up, and they can uh, see the future. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the future's funny. It's, it's very funny. It's, it's hard, though. I mean, yeah, we get a lot of, I mean, feedback all the time. Um, please stop. Please stop because you're giving them ideas. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like we're giving them. I mean, did you see the one recently? Um, we did a, and it was just a throwaway joke. I mean, it's we call it the one joke of the Babylon Bee. It's like an identifies as joke. You know, blank identifies as blank, so he can blank. Um, <laughs> and it was a, it was a, like Eminem's uh, introduces new uh, purple trans Eminem that identifies <laughs> as a Skittle. Yeah. And uh, and they rolled out a purple Eminem. Well, yeah, a f- yeah, a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, to as a celebration of like inclusivity and, and diversity or something like that. They have a new purple M&M. So just stuff like that. I think we have like 80, close to 80 prophecies. The Black Mirror, that TV show, Black Mirror, the, the guy stopped making them because he was like, I think I'm giving them ideas or whatever what, he felt what, like. I mean, that show is just like bleeding edge, just like, I love that show. The I just robot dog episode. I just and rewatched the them. one where they're yeah. hunting down the roaches, these these this humanoid yes. monster thing, and they're yeah. like, but they've got like AR brain chips. They're like augmented in the neural net, and so they see the the roaches that kill them. And then one guy gets like knocked out of the net by this thing, and he realizes that they're actual humans yep. that they've been told are roaches because they have a genetic deficiency, and it's this weird like 
uh, story of like genocide and and being manipulated by machines. It's, you know, Klaus Schwab watched that episode and was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. good I can't believe I did not think of that. <laughs> so, do you think that literally? Do you think that you guys are giving ideas to the war machine? Gosh, dang! I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I wonder about. That. I, no, I, 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 no, I, I think that uh, human nature is what it is. A lot of things are inevitable. Um, you know, and I, I, it's you're really just kind of you're you're watching the 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 course that they're they're on and you're just extrapolating it you know all right we're gonna go to super chats if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends and become a member at timcast.com we're gonna have that uncensored members only show coming up at about 11 p.m you don't want to miss it here we go we got camilla mamani who says yo tim I heard in my Argentinian news about undersea cables that Russia could destroy could uh, could destroy them for breaking communication or tapping them. Yes, that is a, a current uh, fear. Undersea cables all over the place. I think there's like New York to Brazil is one of them. Crazy, massive, massive cables. If you're worried about the pipelines getting hit, they they, they probably won't destroy them. What you need to understand about communications is that in time of war and conflict. People want access to the information, not to silence it. So I hear this a lot from activists. They'll be like, the police are are censoring the internet. They're making it so we can't share and live stream. And I'm like, no, they aren't. It's the congestion. The police want you to share information so they can intercept it and spy on you. It is bad. That's why they bring in the mobile cell tower trucks when there's high congestion at protests, depending on when they do this. Sometimes they do it because they want you to use your phone and talk about your plans so they know. Shutting you down would be bad for them. Hmm. BC is me says yesterday I saw a 70 year old lady walking her little dog wearing an ultra MAGA shirt. Made my day. That sounds fantastic. Grim Vale says, do you have any plans to ever do written fiction content on your culture platforms? Trade publishing is ultra woke and there aren't many platforms where writers can just write good stories without the gender stuff forced in. Yeah, we were thinking about doing manga or something, graphic novels um, in the weekly release style, but it's a very, very, very difficult thing to do. I don't know if we would ever do like fiction books or anything like that. Sa- uh, Salem Publishing, uh, we, we published a novel through Salem, uh, a fantasy novel, and, and got no pushback on any of the content from them at all. What's the novel? Uh, the Postmodern Pilgrim's Progress is kind of like a multiverse hopping, you know, allegorical tale. Uh, me and Kyle wrote it. Um, but they're, I mean, they're the only one I know of, they're, as far as publishing houses go, they're the only one I know of that will really just let you write anything you go anywhere else um you're gonna have very strict uh parameters for what you can have in there what you can't have in there you know all the woke stuff so it's yeah publishing business is kind of a mess right now all right heron gaming news says did you hear chicago held slipknot at gunpoint do you mean that slipknot was held at gunpoint in chicago or the band Chicago had a beef with the band Slipknot and they is held it? him at gunpoint. I know because that's what it sounds like at first, and I'm like, I don't know if that would be a thing. That, like Slipknot isn't still Chicago doing fairly thing? old? Yeah, yeah Slipknot. They're, they're, <laughs> they're still they're, at it, huh? Yeah, and they're man. huge. I didn't I didn't know this. You know, that's the thing. Like, very very. Yeah, bad. Chicago police held Slipknot at gunpoint, thinking Why? they were a. This is from this is from two days ago from Barstool Sports, thinking wow. they were about to rob a jewelry store. Oh wow. Huh. I wonder if they're in full makeup. Huh, Does Chicago police still work? Yeah. They still do stuff? <laughs> All right. Grofty says, balk the buck button. Buck, buck. Yes, please. But this was in 1999 that they this happened. 
1999. This was 23 years ago. Oh, Clayton Johnson says, nothing like an EMP to send us back to fighting with sticks and stones. Eliminate the enemy without the nuclear winter weapons of the future. If an EMP, let's say, let's say the big solar flare blasts the earth, mass one, or how about, I got a better one. Let's say aliens come here and then as punishment for teetering on nuclear war, they EMP the planet, destroying all electronics. How long would it be until we just make new ones? 16 days until things are back to normal. If I we mean, don't have outside interference. Can we restart the electrical grid is the question. I don't know. It depends on the power of the EMP blast. I think you can either fry an electronic or just shut it down for a short period of time. But I don't know enough about the mechanics. If the electrical grid was shuttered, there'd be billions dead within months, a couple months, billions. They must have a backup ready to go. Maybe. Or something ready to like. I'd actually be more inclined to believe they have underground bunkers ready to go for themselves than anyone else. And like power lines underground connecting deep underground. Faraday cage barriers and things like that to keep out the... The awful underground generators and stuff that we don't know exist. Yeah, I think water is probably better, right? Like water is a better protection against uh, uh, radiation. So like you could do a Faraday cage and then you can do an aquarium and then you can seal your electronics in plastic and then put them in the water. Nice. Yeah, water. There was a story I read about a, a scuba diver got sucked into an intake valve at a nuclear plant, was swimming around in the reactor. And it, you're fine because the water blocks the radiation. You can't, you know. Oh, well. Wow. Yep. Shane Templeton says, Joel Salatin needs to be a guest on here. Huge knowledge in the natural way of raising chickens. And he has a very interesting take on government programs regarding farms. Would love to see he and Luke have a back and forth. Cool. You yeah. know him, don't you know Joel? I'm not sure. Okay, he's great. He's a farmer, naturalist. I mean, he talks about like getting in the, in the pig feces with the pig while he's working and it's better for how it's better for his immune system. Oh, he wow. was very vocal during the COVID epidemic or pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Michelle Grimm says it's official. The end of an age. No one has come up with an original movie idea since the 90s, I swear. Mm. Let's make Speedy into uh, Jose Owens next and make him black. Just kidding. Yeah, I, was, I think about this when I think about Groundhog Day. Like, that was an original concept, wasn't it? Like, the day looping was the first time. Now there's like 800 movies that have done this. Day loops, yeah. Day loops. Yeah. yeah. I like Napoleon Dynamite and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I thought that was good. 2007. I think six. Yeah, those were good. Just like yeah. rom coms. Gr Groundhog Day, though, e even though it kind of had that original conceit, it was a it's a it was a very traditional story. It follows the kind of the hero's journey beat for beat. You know, same thing you see in Star Wars and all that. All that other stuff. Oh yeah, Peterson was talking about. Jordan Peterson talks about like tropes and um, how yeah. there's only so many stories that can be told, and we tell like I don't know, seventeen stories, and just making it up off the top of my head. But like the hero's journey is one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I no, that's not true. You can make up more than that. They just wouldn't be enjoyable. Like we wouldn't care about them. We wouldn't know? connect with them. Yeah. Yeah. A story about a guy who gives up everything to buy scratchers. Hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Inspiring. That's and then he wins, <laughs> and then uh, he comes back. To, oh, that's like actually a good idea. A dad who leaves his kid to go get scratchers. And then like 10 years goes by and the kid's like, dad never came back. And then one day he does and he's a millionaire and he's like, I finally won and I'm back, son. <laughs> I've been scratching for decades. And his fingers are like, his fingertips are callous. <laughs> I did this for you, son. For you. And the kid's like, it wasn't worth it. And the kid was dying of cancer and the dad came back just in time to pay for his treatment. <laughs> and then the dad has a heart attack and then the kid, like the dad actually, no, he's got, um, 
I guess it wouldn't be mesothelioma, but it would be some kind of lung damage from inhaling all of that shredded scratcher particle. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid, no, the dad loses. That's what it is. But then the kid sues the, the, the lottery for the scratchers, killing his dad, <laughs> and then ends up getting $100 million. Oh. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a funny show. That, that's, what story is that? That's not the hero's journey. Or that's, is it? That's a tragedy. That's like Breaking Bad, what, what Walter White did with uh, meth. He's doing with scratch offs, right? Yeah, it's a tragedy, but is it like for your son? Yeah, it's a yeah. He he sacrificed. He did something noble for noble reasons, but but he went about it the wrong way, and it ends up doing the opposite of what he he destroys his life, destroys his his son, like Thanos. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Triton fifty four says on behalf of all South Carolina residents, I'd like to apologize to all Timcast listeners for Lindsey Graham. He should be removed, arrested, and tried. Mm. He he, I I love Lindsey Graham. It's funny. I love him. He represents no one. He, he, is, he is anomalous. Like, even Nancy Pelosi has support from Democrats. Republicans don't like Lindsey Graham. Democrats don't like Lindsey Graham. What's he doing? He's banging the war drum. Like, when <laughs> yeah, I, Zelensky I said we need preemptive strikes, I immediately thought of Lindsey Graham. It sounds like something Lindsey would have said. Yo, here's a good one. Alexander Crisanti says, I am deploying down to Antarctica on Saturday for four months, providing food service at McMurdo. Whoa. Will miss listening to your show. Also watch New York's midterms. There's a lot of support for Zelda in upstate. Should be close. You don't got internet down at McMurdo? They have Starlink down there now. Do they? Yeah, he should be able to get... You need a Starlink. Yeah. Starlink. And unfortunately, Starlink is cell locked. So they only work with specific satellites. So like the Starlink that I have won't work anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, it works within like a 500 mile range of the, of the area. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, though, the new Starlink RV works everywhere. Yep. So if you're going down there, get Starlink RV. Maybe you can still watch the show. Yeah. That'd be cool. At the very least, you can listen to it. You got phones down there, right? Someone can just call you and then press play and leave their phone and you can... Smoke signals. That's smoke, how we're going to be talking in signals. the future soon. Smoke signal Morse code <laughs> for every single word said. It'll only take three weeks to give you the full show. Just make sure you bring your flamethrower in case anything gets thawed from the ice that should never have been Adrian Contreras says, $7.09 a gallon at the gas station in Hollywood yesterday. Thank God my company pays for gas. Also, Shaggy was named Norville in a show called Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Scooby's real name is Scoobert. Scoobert! The more you know. Best name ever. Scoobert. Yeah. I'll lay off the Norville-Orville references then. (laughs) Norville. Ryzen Tactics says, Whitmer killed the elderly. Moderates in Michigan need to understand that they can vote for abortion and vote for Dixon. Article 2, Section 9, Paragraph 5 of the Michigan Constitution prevents governors from vetoing ballot proposals. Hmm. Interesting. Free Men Die Free says, quote, We need a vast military-style campaign. Prince Charles to the World Economic Forum. The Russia-Ukraine conflict is intentional to promote the Great Reset. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bold thing. I mean, Putin was on, like, a World Economic Forum website, wasn't he? And then he got removed? Yeah. Why? Here's a question. Why wouldn't world leaders be in on it? Why wouldn't all world leaders just hang out and be like, we're the best, we're the most powerful, we're in charge? Why go to, why fight with anybody? Why? I don't know. It's a good question. It's like they're vying for position one, two, and three. They want pole position in the new world order. I don't know, man. Putin's like the richest guy on the planet. Hmm. Wouldn't he just be like, eh, I'm rich. Unless it's ideological and he's like, my people will not be subjugated, you know? I think there's probably is a little bit of that. It's not Perhaps. all political. Yeah. What do we got? We got some more super jets. Porkchopolis. 
Great name. Says, I just hope World War Three holds off until after the Super Mario movie drops in April. <laughs> Is that in April? Priorities. What's uh? When's Wakanda Forever coming out? Is that no this idea. November? I'll check. I, I do. I, I will say, uh, <clears throat> She Hulk. Today, I give a C plus. Oh, better really? Well, yeah. Daredevil's in it, and oh. and uh, Daredevil's a great character. And I knew they were gonna they were gonna rob us of the scene we needed. So, spoilers, I guess. There's a scene where Daredevil is like gonna fight some dudes, and uh, it's been years since the Netflix show Daredevil, and we got to see that amazing uncut fight sequence in the hallway. And so then a bunch of dudes run in, and I'm like, "Oh, this is it! I know what's gonna happen. You think you're gonna get an epic fight with with Daredevil, but She Hulk's just gonna one shot." And then sure enough. He like gets ready and he like pulls out his weapons and then all of a sudden the ceiling collapses and then She Hulk's like, hey, hey. and I'm like, eh. yeah, Lame. but it was, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good enough, and I think it was mostly good because I, I'm watching Daredevil and I like, I like you know the Daredevil show and the character and everything. Other than that, She Hulk has been pretty bad, <laughs> pretty bad. All right, DD Mega Doo says aside from not getting a notification, had a hard time, uh, hard trying to watch some my TV. The suggested vids were defaulted and had to type out the channel name completely. Must be a good topic. Mm. Yes, yes, indeed. I think I think the reason YouTube's censoring us is because of the, the, the Shaggy story. That's in Velma. probably it. Yeah. They were like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a touchy If one. you Google search Velma, it rains pride flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Well, all right. Velma Dinkley. Velma Dinkley. Joseph says, simmer down, boys. All they say is 4D chess. What does that mean? I don't know. Sick Commode O'Dragon says, BRICS partnership includes Russia and China. She has more interest in Russia than the Ukraine. Also, Russia won't use nukes. They'll win without them. Maybe. Maybe. Lance Link says, Bush used tactical nukes in Iraq and no one ever said a thing. I don't know if that's true. Mm. I think the only time nukes have ever been used is... Uh, Japan. Are they talking about depleted uranium weaponry? Because they would make tank armor out of depleted uranium. It was so strong that you needed to make bullets out of depleted uranium to pierce the armor. And then they'd shoot it and they would go into the dirt and just irradiate the soil around there. It's still there, irradiating people and things. Yeah, Gulf War Syndrome. A lot of people have it. So those are tactical nukes. No, no, not not really. I mean, tactical nuclear weapons. I don't know how you would. OG Lesbian says, Hunter Biden, the real savior of freedom and the USA. Well, who knew? Well, there Could you go. Be. There's a twist. Leaking all this information on his dad. What do we got here? Rick Barley says, how you all feel about House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. I feel the first House of the Dragon shows uh, how to have a diverse cast while remaining faithful. I immediately stopped watching it when they time jumped 10 years. Because if I'm going to invest in a show... Because I want to learn the story of a set of characters, and then you just end that whole story arc and then start a new one, I'm out. It's like I, I man, it, it's it's it I feel like I'm watching the wrong show. I'm like, what happened? There was a conflict. Dude collapses, right? King, what's his face? Drops to the ground, you're like, whoa, and then the next episode, ten years later, you're like, huh? I heard from a lot of people that was pretty jarring. Uh, tons of people announced they dropped the show because of it. I, I did articles. I, I liked watching yeah. it, I, but I like being a contrarian and and I like weird stuff. And it, yeah, it's 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 totally different. It's, it totally catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Hmm. I I like you know 
it's Better Call Saul is one of the best I've ever seen. From start to finish, you can see how they subtly and very slowly change the characters and how the stories evolve. And the the motivations are very satisfying. Like, you never get some weird Revenge of the Sith moment where all of a sudden, you know, main character Jimmy McGill becomes Saul. He doesn't just go like, I'm going to be evil now. It's like, no, there's like a constant attempt at like sort of doing the right thing. And it's like a slow transition. I'm like, this is great. I heard it was brilliant. I, what I want to yeah. know is how, what on earth happened between it? Because the Rings of Power, one of their main writers was the writer for Better Carl Saul, one of the really? main writers. Yeah. So like I what, couldn't even watch 15 minutes. I was just like, like what yeah. happened? Like what happened between Better Call Saul and Rings of Power? Like for that that quality. To they drop? talk about it. They've been watching every episode on Pop Culture Crisis, and they it looks like they're trying to mimic the way that Tolkien wrote his flowery language, but they're not writing it like Tolkien. They're just creating like it comes a across mockery. like grade school philosophy, just like trying to sound really profound but it's just silly yeah and yeah. then people get bored and are confused and then they have so many characters that they're like showing you a little bit from uh, these characters you don't know who they are or care about them because you don't know who they are and then there's just too many characters too many storylines yeah. kind of like the last season of game of thrones yeah that was a mess yeah there was we'll nowhere see. for for game of thrones to go because it was it's kind of a nihilist story so there's there's no there's no redemptive arc to it they should have brought ned stark back the red witch should have resurrected him and he reunited him with his family i thought that would have been awesome yeah yeah or you know george rr R. martin can finish writing the books <laughs> man that show just went like off done. a cliff everybody was watching it and talking about how awesome it was and i was like i don't care and then one day i think i was on a plane to new zealand and uh, it's a long flight so they had like seven episodes of season four, I think it was, I can't remember. And I started watching it. And I was like, this is really good. I need to stop watching it so I can start from the beginning. And then I binge watched from season one. And then, man, did that show fall off a cliff. As soon as they got away from the books. Because they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Same with Tolkien too. You know, they, 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 they thought they could write a show based on Tolkien's work with no source material, um, except these appendices that Tolkien wrote. And it just does not work. Does not work at all. John Gagner says, I no longer get notifications from Timcast, IRL, Matt Walsh, Stephen Crowder, Blair White, or Joe Rogan. The war for your mind is real. You must be the notifications you want to see in this world. If YouTube isn't sending them out, then you need to take the videos and post them. Um, if you'd like to help us, it's the only way to overcome that attempt at shadow banning is to just push through with a grassroots effort. That and we're buying ads in Times Square, the entire North Tower, for uh, uh, on New Year's, and it's going to be hilarious. What's it going to say? Tim Guest. Oh, and, sweet. you know, when people are watching CNN, they're going to see it in the background. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we, we talked about on uh, the Babylon Bee doing something like that, like in, in California, putting putting up some billboards like on Gavin Newsom's drive from, from his home to work. Um, you know, like Satan approves Gavin Newsom's new abortion policy and have a picture of the devil up there or something. Just like have like one billboard after another, knowing that he's going to drive by them all. I think that was inspired by you a little bit because you were like, you, you really The Taylor Lorenz thing? What's that? The Taylor Lorenz thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I tweeted kind great. of as a, as a, I don't remember why I was thinking that. I was like, do I got to buy a billboard in Times Square saying that she did this so that people like, you know, get it? And then Jeremy Boring at the Daily Wire was like, I'll, I'm down, I'll, I'll, I'll get in on this. And then we did. <laughs> and then they, they went nuts over there. I love stunts like that. It's great. Yeah. And then I was just like, I wonder why there are so many more people who have way more money than I do who don't try to just push back on this culture and they just don't care and because they're rich bitch they don't want to i don't know man it's like risk a lot of people are risk averse uh, so someone was saying when they have kids when people have kids you get more conservative too and what do they do 
Like I was watching Trevor Noah quits, right? And I read that his salary was $16 million per year. And I'm like, homeboy's getting more than a million bucks a month. What does he do with all that money? Hmm. Like at a certain point, you're just like, I have too much money. Does he just like give it to needy kids? Because you don't see it. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to rag on Trevor Noah for, for that. I'm just saying like, very, very wealthy people and you never see. So what do they do? Do they just like give it to a wealth manager and say, figure it out, I guess? That seems just so boring. Lame. Yeah. I mean, what this idea that you, your money has to make money. And I mean, if you're that rich, you don't need more money. I, I don't see why you wouldn't dump it into things that, that create cat, cultural capital. You know, it's rewarding to see the culture move. You know what I mean? I, why don't you want to do stuff? Doing that? Don't people want to do invest things? in movies, invest in TV shows? <laughs> Unfortunately, right. a lot of people, so. very, very rich people, do called impact investment. You know, billionaires. Yeah, but it's all leftists. Yeah, there's like Peter Thiel's doing some stuff, but man, I got to tell you, if I had one billion dollars, let alone five to twenty, I'd be funding crazy stuff. Boy and I would slat. Be like, I would ocean be, you, know, you know what I would do if I had a billion dollars? I would set up a table. I would get obviously security guards. And then I'd let people line up outside and come in one at a time with their proposals. And I'd just be writing checks. I'd be like, oh, like Shark Tank. You should do a <laughs> show like, like that. Not even like Shark That'd be Tank. Funny. I'd just be like, what's your idea? And the guy's be like, I want to open a bacon store. What's that? It sells bacon. Anything else? Just bacon. Done. How much do you need? <laughs> there you go. Have a nice day. You should and like, do that. You know, That'd obviously, we, like, we drive, I get a percentage of the company. It's an investment. Yeah. But like, roll with it, man. Yeah. Just do fun stuff. Why not? I would put money in, I would like hire a bunch of people and be like, let's make a, a graphic novel publishing arm, you know? So we're trying to do this stuff, obviously, but I just, it's, I wish I made a fraction of the money some of these guys make, but what do they do with it all? They, especially the ones who complain about the culture war and are concerned about free speech. I'm like, bro, you got a billion dollars. You could, you could fart and impact media. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. Yep. We don't got it. Come on, man. And not only that, but there's, there's. People are starving for that. People are starving for good stories because they're, they just don't exist. Anymore. I was talking about how I wanted to open a cafe uh, and then open it up next to Starbucks and then do like a really great co-op deal where we just like pay the staff really, really well and then convince everyone to quit Starbucks and come work for us. We will be not woke and we will pay way better than all of these mega corporations because our end goal won't be to just generate massive profits for the shareholders. It will be to push back on the culture and, 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 and make a statement to all these companies that want to engage in this weird cult-like woke behavior, we will make a competitive market option where people won't want to work for you and won't want to buy from you. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that right now because that requires a lot of money. So where, where are the, 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 the mega wealthy? Like Trump could do this. Yeah. You know, Trump could. But he did start he, Truth Social. He made Truth Social. Sure. <laughs> but he took a, a lot of donations and hasn't really yep. done much with it. It's just so weird to me. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, we had someone on the show who said that, uh, you know, power likes to be hidden. And I'm like, that's that's really it. Mm. People don't want anyone to know that they and, and I, I totally get it. Yeah, that was Tucker Max. That was a good conversation. Right. Because there are people I, I got to tell you, when people find out you're successful, they crawl out of the woodwork. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what it must be like for someone who wins the lottery. I read a story about a dude in India who won the lottery and then people started like harassing him and tra- like targeting his family, demanding money, just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, I watched a, a Mr. Beast video where they did that thing where it's like, you got to put your hand on the million dollars and whoever, if whoever's the last person wins it. And then guys like, I promise 50 grand to this person, that person. I'm like, dude, you're going to get a phone call from every single person you've ever met talking about how you're their best friend and they always believed in you and now they need 50 grand. Yeah. That's the way it works, man. Yeah. Messes up your life. But that's why people try to keep it a secret. 
That's why a lot, like a lot of people, they win the lottery. They don't want anyone to know. That's why, that's probably why a lot of these, you know, well-off individuals don't buy billboards in Times Square. They don't want to make themselves, you know, the center of attention or anything like that. But they could finance someone else that pushes the same I know. messages and morals. You know? through, through a foundation they start and give money to. There is that one that I'm thinking of. We got of. George Soros doing this like crazy. You got Mackenzie Bezos and Jeff Bezos both doing Bill it. Gates Bill funding. Gates. Where is anybody else? I, have you heard of the, have, you've seen, you've probably seen the billboards, the values, pass it on. Like, Mm-mm, you know, courage, it? pass it on, you know, uh, oh, yeah, thankfulness, pass it on. And then it just, it's just a billboard. It has a character quality and maybe a, like a, an inspiring figure. That whole campaign is just financed by some like billionaire who lives in Colorado. That's nice. That just like, I want to make the, I want to make the world better and I want to make people better. So they just, they just purchase billboards everywhere. Very cool. I don't, I don't know if it, uh, it's moving the needle at all, but it's there's an I example think, of it. I think billboards aren't particularly effective. The thing about Times Square is it has a, it has it has a, a a decent amount of uh, a, a, a decent effect, and it was kind of just to make a statement like we can do this. Gets like, people talking about it. Well, you know, yeah, it's it's that we have come to the point of success where we rival you. You are not the elites anymore. We are here, and that's why we decided against doing any hard political messaging that was like directly attacking the establishment. What we, you know, the most, the closest we get to is Michael Malice's quote on the Times Square billboard saying, uh, the corporate press gives you the narrative, Tim Cast gives you the news. And we talked about it and it's like, if you create an ad that insults the establishment, you are setting yourself apart and telling regular people you are not a part of the, a part of the machine. You are, you are not rivaling them. If you just put your ads up there, you're just sitting there next to Coca-Cola and M&M. People are going to associate you with, you know, dominant culture. And that's the goal. The goal is to just tell people we are winning. We are here. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna hear more from us. And you do. I mean, you do feel that you you feel that the dominant culture and this legacy media. I I watched a late night comedy show last night for like the first time in years because I was in a hotel and that's you know there's nothing else to watch. It is so sad. It seems so. It's just empty. Um, the laughs are not there anymore. You you do get the sense that these these this legacy media. Um, that ruled the airwaves for 50, 60 years is really dying. There's just nothing left. No one's watching this stuff anymore. I, I got that with Colbert. I don't know Colbert, which one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I watched watching. Colbert and I watched Seth Meyers and it was just sad. It was politics. Yeah, it was, like, it was politics. It wasn't funny. Um, the guests weren't funny and I'm wondering who's watching this stuff. And like Greg Gutfeld on Fox News is beating them in the ratings, you know, and, and yeah. there are YouTube channels that are beating him in the ratings. And, and so it, you really do get the sense that it's, well, we get, they're we, on their way out. We get, uh, we were getting more views on our show than Trevor Noah was getting on his show. Yeah. But he was getting more YouTube views on the clips from his show than our clips got on this show. So it was, it was interesting. Hmm. For, like, if you were to compare this live show to his show, granted, I guess his show's shorter. So you can argue that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a way to argue he was doing better, I suppose. And YouTube probably promotes it, too. I mean. Oh, that, that's the thing about him, CNN, and all the, they're just getting pushed pushed exactly. up we're we're fighting against the censorship they're getting actively promoted yeah i'd rather right, listen let's, to let's like grab uh we just gotta grab uh one more house. yeah like okay one yeah. more super chat mark um marked ashamed says f in the chat for rakita law who is next google is also pushing for him to be disbarred google is or or people are well the story i've heard this may not be accurate either is that he uh people complain to the bar about get trying to get him disbarred and then he doxed them but it turns out according to jeremy the quartering he wasn't actually doxing them he was displaying public information that was already public and then youtube banned him for that 
Hmm. And this is unclear. I don't know if that's confirmed. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends, be the notification you want to see in the world. We're going to have a members only uncensored show over at TimCast.com at about 11. You don't want to miss it. So become a member at TimCast. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Joel, you want to shout anything out? No, uh, I guess, um, you know, check out the Babylon Bee. Um, same deal. You know, we've been censored on a lot of the, the big tech platforms. So if you want to see our stuff, uh, sign up for our email uh, newsletter. We'll send our, our daily news uh, right to your inbox and uh, and you won't miss anything. Where so. do people get the books? Uh, the books available anywhere, um, Amazon uh, or, or wherever books are sold. So. Yeah, thanks for coming on. That was great. You guys do great work, so uh, thank you so much. My YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash wearechange. I have a lot of fun there with Atlas. Today I did a video about foreign policy, Musk, and a lot of other crazy things. youtube.com forward slash wearechange. Hope to see you there. You guys follow me at Ian Crossland on YouTube, Twitter, Minds. The list goes on anywhere social media is found. And definitely check out Cast Castle on timcast.com. It's excellent. And if you haven't seen the entire arc, you'll want to start from episode one. Let me know what you think in the comments. I want to hear. I want some feedback. Right. And we are going to have comments back They're on up. those. They're, They're up, up now. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We got comments. We, up were, too. we were trying to get mines for a while and we couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll eventually start integrating, especially if Elon buys Twitter, man. I see a big integration process in the, in the dawning mm. on the horizon. Right on. Yep. Good stuff for sure. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in this evening. Thank you, Joel, for coming. You guys can follow me as always on Twitter and minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz as well as sarahpatchlitz.me. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.